Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noisera, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And I have titled this episode, Ranch Covidians, Spring of Chaos and Directing Humanity. But I tell you what, the name of this episode isn't as, as important as the contents. You may have noticed, if you are a devout follower of the page, that that option is not available to you. Yeah, that Instagram removed that ability for us. The page is gone. Freedom Faction is gone. 300,000 followers, 16,000 posts, several years worth of work. Gone. I told you, mark your calendars. April 9th, 2021 was the death of the page. Well, that might be the death of the page. That's not the death of the work. Our job is still not done. Our work is not yet finished. It is with a heavy heart, a burdened soul, that I come before you today. I'm serious. You know, we're going to have a, a, a wild ride of a show because we're not going to be on Instagram. We're going to be having to use different platforms, you know, video clips, actual articles from the sources. What? It's going to be all over the place, I'm telling you. It's going to be a wild ride of a show. You know, I, uh, <laughs> I've been making jokes about how they sunk our battleship. And while that might be the case, they forgot that we had escape hatches. Lifeboats, rafts, the dinghy. You might have sunk the battleship, but the war rages on. And the work must continue. How crazy is that? Yeah, obviously that didn't hurt us too bad if we are still here. If you're listening to this, you were essentially a remnant of the times once gone. That's right, you're a part of that old world order. And you know they're about to deploy something even crazier on the other side. And with that being said, let's start the show. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, no, the, uh, <clears throat> the intro was appropriate. We lost the page. We really did. 
I have been uh, basically trying to get in contact with Instagram for the entirety of the of the week, and I have been unsuccessful. They've been jerking my chain. And let me tell you, I don't like that. You know, it's kind of crazy because I was trying to get that get together this episode. And I thought to myself, shucks. The uh, the clips that you see, if you're if you're a video watcher, uh, they're not going to be there. But if you paid attention to the transmission we did earlier this week, I pointed out how uh, we had chose fan base as our alternative. But I still, you know, mean what I'm saying. I'm looking at the posts uh, and the post format that we've had for several years uh, and how that's not going to be there, at least on Instagram. Yeah, that's the plan is to not go back to Instagram. Yeah, they, they used us once we made them popular, useful. Once we brought them great wealth, they discarded us. They disposed of us. We were disposable to them. But you know what, as you've heard me talk about here on the show time and time again, I, I can't but help but look at this as like a blessing, man. I really can. Because I know that this is only a speed bump, right? I say it all the time, how we evolved to this point. Uh, we're not done evolving yet. And I don't mean like the forced genetic modification that they're doing. They're forced de-evolution. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, we're not done evolving yet as an operation. We're not done evolving yet as an ideology. We're not done yet evolving as a movement. There is so many, <laughs> there are so many uh, uh, facets to this operation. For them to take down the page at this point, that's, that, that's a huge weight off the shoulders, right? I don't have to go play a popularity contest over there on Instagram on the high school social media app. Now, we're able to transcend uh, our disposition into a position of advantage. And yeah, this could be me just like psyching myself up, talking myself up. Yeah, it could be. Or this could be the actual uh, foreshadowing that's going to take place. Like I said, if, if you're listening to this, obviously they didn't hurt us too bad. <laughs> you get me? You got to think about it. Uh, one of these days, I'll, 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 I'll draw it out and explain how we look, but I don't want to give our enemies uh, too much credit to, uh, and, and too much of an insight into what we're doing. So, yeah, some things are going to change. And I think it's necessary. I think it's a good thing. Uh, staying the same would have kept us from, from, uh, from getting in front of the camera, uh, from going out there into the streets, uh, from speaking publicly, uh, from linking up uh, to turning business, businesses into signature generation facilities and doing all the other stuff. So, yeah, no, we're not done evolving yet. Uh, we've hit a momentary speed bump and we will recover. We will recover. The sad part is, is nobody paid attention to the 16,000 posts that we had. No, they paid more attention to the 300,000 followers that we had accrued over the several years of having the page from February 2012 of April of 2021. I say several years, but it's been basically nine years. <laughs> I say several years on the air, uh, but that's what I'm saying. This is a, 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 a evolution, right? 
We have a lot of things to be grateful for being in this position. Lord God provides in so many ways that it's, it's, it's not that I'm not worried. I have faith, right? I truly do. Doing this taught me the, nece- the, uh, uh, the, the, the necessity of faith and more. So, yeah, you know, it is a, it's, a, it's a sad thing. But at the same time, uh, there, is, there are lessons to be learned. There is progress to be had. And again, we're just not done. Obviously, we were doing something right if they had to take us down. You know, you've really got to look at the perspective and the angle of things uh, instead of getting caught up in the actual issue itself. Now, it would be a much different situation if there was somebody else behind uh, the handle, right? Like if the page had been hijacked and I just had like a uh, 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 somebody running roughshod over me, taking the page and just like, posting all this crazy crap that's whenever I would, I would i would be legitimately worried right because i'd be like holy crap they're about to destroy our entire name and there's nothing we can do about it except watch the wheels come off of our operation that's i'm not even trying to speak that into existence oh my god my don thank you no what i'm trying to say is thank god uh that they sunk this battleship right this weapon system that we've talked about time and time again and again i i think it's again hilarious that Season 11, episode 11, we've stepped through the Rubicon. We've crossed the threshold, right? We've stepped into the mirror. We are inside the looking glass. There's got to be like some type of uh, numerology there. And this wasn't by design, man. We took breaks. You know, life is just beating me around in the boxing ring <laughs> this year. And so, I, again, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm sad, but doing this type of work has definitely done something to my mindset to where uh, you don't cry over spilt milk. <laughs> you know, you point it out, you're like, ah, shucks, you know, the milk's spilt and uh, that's a darn shame. Go ahead and get the towels. You know, maybe if we uh, clean this up, we might be able to make it to the store in a couple more uh, minutes and go get some more milk. There were a couple more things I missed back there. You know, and that's how you got to look at it. Don't get frustrated by uh, the the... the, the the outcome of one particular situation, don't be afraid to grab life by the horns and make something of it yourself. And that's all I'm really trying to say. I'm saddened by the fact, no doubt, disheartened to a degree, discouraged even. Yeah, I think that might be the most appropriate appropriate word. But at the end of the day, uh, if you're listening to this, they didn't hurt us too bad. The name of the game was being a podcaster or podcastivism at this point, not a social media influencer. That was something that was a byproduct of us being uh, focused on the work. And we were a horrible influencer at that. Uh, we, have, we actually have an article that we'll get into here shortly with you guys uh, where a social media influencer came out saying, hey, guess what? They're, they're buying out those social media influencers. They're, they're uh, beginning to propagandize you. Some of your favorite social media influencers took that money. They took that money. And guess what? They're going to tell you to take that shot, roll up the sleeve, and I'm not going to do that to you. And they might have run their little algorithms and figured out, hey, this guy's not going to play ball. We got to get him out of here. And they were darn right. Because I'm not going to sacrifice your life like that. I am not a eugenicist. I am not that kind of uh, social scientist. Or social engineer. Ah. You know what? Let's just go ahead and start getting into things with you good people. Uh, Like I said, we're going to have a very information-packed show for you guys. 
I think uh, for the record, for the sadness of the truth, I think I have to go ahead and pull up this coffin for you. This coffin known as Freedom Faction. Uh, this coffin <laughs> known as my former page. And it's sad to say that, man. It, it, it truly is. We put a lot of time and effort into that. Look at that. You type in Instagram.com forward slash Freedom Faction. It says, sorry, this page isn't available. They, the link you follow may be broken or the page may have been removed. We've been removed, team. No more truth-telling for me. No more exposing lies and sharing truth over there on that Instagram. It's a shame. Because we came up there. And we came up with a lot of people. And that's the crazy thing. I see who stayed on there. Have you gotten chalk yet? Have you, have you, have you gotten some of uh, your supplements from some of these folks? You, I'm, t- I'm trying to tell you guys. This is why we talk about it all the time when we were doing Instagram lives. We have to completely change the name of the Instagram lives now. It's called the Crewcast, right? When we were talking about it over there on Instagram, right? Used it as a tool of enlightenment, not a tool of enslavement. Some of the people on there, right? They've they've they have been enslaved. They're not consciously putting forth a, a, a content. They're not trying to communicate with you. No, they've become husks, puppets. Vessels for an even larger agenda. So I, I, I guess again, dude, I, I, I can't see it as a bad thing because it's just like a badge of honor to me. They left up Liberation Legion for some reason. They left up our Fedbook connected page, Factions of Freedom, which we might just terminate for ourselves because I'm just over uh, Fedbook entirely. And this is kind of what we talked about over there on Telegram as well, and what we'll be getting into with our exclusive members. Uh, the, the the configuration we'll have going forward. Because, again, we're a podcast. We became, like, influencers because of, you know, just because we did it. So we're going to be going through some changes. I think it's kind of crazy that, you know, again, it happened. But we're, we're 11 seasons in. You get me? We're 11 seasons into this monkey, and <laughs> this is the first time it happened. Season 11, episode 11. So I'm, I'm, I'm surprised, but not really. I'm shocked, but not really. All you can really say is just like, hey, what you could do? Keep moving forward. Everybody else is getting censored as well. You ain't nothing special. Right? I really am not. But we are all special in God's eye. We really are. And so uh, without wasting too much of your time, like I said, but let me pull up this coffin. This, 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 uh, Husk of the shell of freedom faction. Let me say a quick prayer. (laughs) Lord God, I thank you very much for every opportunity that you have given me to show the people, uh, not only your will, your word, uh, but at the same time, the times. I am ever so grateful for the position that you have put me into. I am humbled by everything that you have uh, put in my way because these were not stumbling blocks. These were hurdles. Again, uh, speed bumps. That made me a better vessel for you. And I am humbled that you have led me on such a journey. And that you have gifted me with so many people uh, willing to learn this and more. In your name. Amen. Rest in peace, freedom. I hardly knew you.
You know, and I, and I, and I mean that, man. I really do. Now, you guys got to forgive me my allergies. I'm not crying. You got to forgive me. My allergies. Uh, but uh, I'll go ahead and say this, and I'll start getting into the show for real for you guys. You can find some of the updates and things that we'll be doing on our backup page over there on Instagram. We really will not be trying to operate on Instagram. I'm telling you. Uh, I'm not down for the technocratic jerk around. So if you guys want to find more updates as to what we're doing, follow our backup, freedoms underscore faction. Follow our telegram and learn because we're going to get off, we're getting off of Instagram. I'm going to basically download all the posts on Liberation Legion, hollow that sucker out, and then just keep redirecting people uh, to my, my new base. You know, and if we do end up deciding to come back to Instagram, it's going to be under the, underneath a completely different model. Like there are so many different things that are at our disposal now uh, because of our primary page being taken down. I'm trying to tell you, I don't see this as a bad thing. I really don't. I see this as an opportunity to move forward uh, with a little bit more clarity. And so I'm not going to I'm, I'm not going to let this opportunity of growth slip between my fingers. So, yes, again, if you guys want to find out more about what we are doing, follow us on uh, Telegram. Freedoms underscore faction and follow our backup page, uh, Freedoms underscore faction. Now, we have also begun to regularly, regularly post over here on this new social media platform that you have heard me talk about in previous shows as well called Fanbase. Now, uh, there are already some hiccups that uh, I, I, I've had to send to the developers. There are already a, a couple of hiccups that I've had to send to the developers. Like, here's a perfect one for me to explain. Uh, 16,000 posts on Instagram. I was able to scroll through and just show you as many as I could. Over here on Fanbase, I'm literally only able to scroll past the most nine recent. Now, that's on the uh, the webpage. And uh, for our international audience, they may find that a little bit upsetting. But again, that might just be because we are on the web browser version on a laptop. Uh, you guys might be able to have better luck on the web the web app version on your phone. Or again, the uh, the, the, the web browser version on your phone. Uh, you can also see that we have taken the liberty to begin uploading videos. And much like Instagram Live, uh, it accepts clips that are over a minute long. We've got Elon Musk hooking up a monkey's brain to his neural link. We were just talking about that. Uh, we've got Prince Philip, who said he who, who died recently, saying he wanted to come back and be resurrected as a, as, as a virus. We also have the clip of DARPA working on this COVID vaccine implantable microchip. We'll be playing for you guys later on. Again, it's filled with content already, and I like it. Uh, and I, I, I talked about this earlier. There are exclusive posts that we can put up there uh, for people that decide to end up subscribing and, uh, much like Patreon, donating to the operation, uh, becoming contributors. I think it's like three ninety nine a month. That's how you can subscribe. You hit that little button up there, subscribe. And then when you do that, uh, you become like an official supporter of the page. And so this is where we are going to be routing ourselves to. Uh, they are going to be releasing a Android app here shortly. And when I tell you, like, when, when I tell you we have been with Instagram for nine years, we've got to think about what that means and what all comes with being with a, a, a singular platform for nine years, my friends. Right? Nine years we helped that place grow. 
Nine years, we decided we're not going to sit up over there on Fedbook and play them stupid games. Nine years, we dedicated figuring out what our post style was, what we were trying to do, our message, this, that, and the third. For nine years, we did that on a platform that, that, that we made familiar that was foreign, right? Again, using these tools of enlightenment or using these tools of enslavement as tools of enlightenment. For our audio listeners, I'll describe it to you. What I'm doing is I'm, I'm picking up uh, this old profile picture where we had 8,620 posts or uh, followers, 2,482 posts. Uh, we had been with the page for nine years. This is before we blew up. So we can dedicate a little time to these newer platforms uh, that are specifically designed to pay the content creators that are designed to uh, incentivize people to make content. Holy crap. YouTube did it. And look at how much it took off. You see Fedbook doing it. Look at how much it took off. And so we're beginning to see the very same thing happen. And you can find us uh, doing some of that posting that you're familiar with, with the same content, the same style over there at Fanbase. Forward slash the underscore freedom underscore faction. That's where we're at. And the sad part is, is like I said, we are trying not to go back to Instagram. <laughs> not, on, it, not if we don't have to. Not if we don't have to. You see. And so with that being said, uh, sorry for the long intro. I just feel like I had to catch you guys up with everything that's going on. With the page, with my life, with everything and more. Uh, but uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and start getting into the show. Let me do a little quick news blitz to go ahead and start this puppy up, get us into the mindset, and then I will start this segment for you guys. Little quick news blitz. Let's talk about it. This comes from Signs of the Time. 37 people in Denmark seek compensation over the coronavirus vaccination side effects. Up oh, here we go. Just, just getting us used to public experimentation. That's right. That's right. Another one from Signs of the Time. It says the CDC says that there says the 3,005 recorded deaths following the COVID-19 experimental vaccines total more than the vaccine deaths for the last 13 plus years. So the COVID-19 experimental vaccines, right, have caused more death than vaccines have for the past 13 years. So this is, again... Just getting us used to human experimentation, getting us used to seeing uh, 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 mass death. I mean, my God, I, there's, there's a video clip I'll play for you guys shortly uh, where like a health regulator literally passes out right after taking the vaccine. Like they're literally just getting us used to seeing people faint. Uh, I've seen videos where somebody literally either had a seizure or some type of like cardiac arrest in their in, in, uh, in their car right after receiving the vaccine. So you're seeing like the nurses and the, and, and, and the technicians there literally try to perform like CPR and uh, doing chest compressions on this individual post getting the vaccine. So uh, they're just getting us used to seeing more of this crap. And it's, it's, it's insane. It really, really is. Uh, let me continue on. And I just noticed that that didn't pull up the articles. Wow, interesting. Sorry about that, audio uh, video viewers. We're going to be making a lot of uh, 
Not not necessarily a lot of hiccups, uh, but just some some problems. Yeah, check it out right here. This is what I was just talking about. The head of Denmark's health agency keels over and drops unconscious during presser on the decision to stop using the AstraZeneca vaccines. She just so happened to be vaccinated. So it's like she she literally was like, hey, we need to stop this. We need to stop these vaccines. And she keels over. Insane. So again, that's what I'm saying. They're just getting us used to seeing it uh, right here. We just passed it. Ezekiel Emanuel pushes national vaccine mandate. There it is. There it is. We have an article that we put up on our uh, Telegram chat as well as our fan base page. Almost said Instagram. Our fan base page uh, where it talks about how these vaccine passports are going to create a two-tier society. Yes, that's the plan. The social credit score system. Moving on. Confidence in Johnson & Johnson vaccine plummets after FDA issues pause. More people now see it as unsafe than safe. Oh my gosh. Truth in this upside down world. I don't know if I want to take the shot. I'm seeing all these adverse reactions take place. Uh, you know, Heart palpitations, seizures, decreased lung functionality, Bell's palsy, man, people dying left and right. Uh, I, yeah, confidence in the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is beginning to plummet. Great. People are waking up. It's a sad state of affairs. Sad, sad, sad state of affairs. Uh, right here, CDC, the U.S. drug overdose deaths have surged during COVID-19 pandemic, the most since the opioid epidemic began. Yeah, because you told people you locked them down in their rooms. Hey, you told them, don't come out for sunlight. Oh, but make sure you take, uh, uh, make sure you get your shot. See, this is the problem when you have uh, pharmaceutical companies masquerading themselves as health officials, all right? I put it up on the page too. Fentanyl is flooding our streets. So on top of China releasing this virus, we also have the, the, the opioid epidemic being uh, uh, accented because of the fentanyl that's, that's just sweeping the streets. So yes, no, uh, there are a fair amount of overdose deaths taking place. Because you're not telling people, hey, get healthy. You're not telling them get sunlight, drink water, right? Uh, 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 take your vitamins, take your nutraceuticals, take your supplements, right? Uh, boost your immune system. Do like a, 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 a an intestinal cleanse. Like people are just stupid. And they're believing what the mainstream media tells them. So, of course, we are seeing a fair amount of deaths take place. It's very, very sad. Very, very sad. Uh, this is interesting. Check this out. Facebook executive told Whistleblower, quote, state-sponsored disinformation is job security. Yes, lying to the public is job security. That's how America works. It's either lie, 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 or deny, deny, deny. I think it's very sad that they've all told us to put on these masks as they inject us with these experimental vaccines, hoping to God that we do not say anything at all. Insanity. Insanity. Let's get a couple more of these in there, and then we'll continue on. Trouble in Antifa land. Informant snitches to Portland police. It results in arsonist arrests and chaos in the Antifa ranks. 
Yeah, so somebody's like, hey, look, they're trying to kill you guys. We got another clip, too. Like, what's happening over there in Minnesota and Minneapolis right now is intense. We have video clips of just, like, the National Guard straight shooting shotgun rubber bullets directly at protesters. It's like something, I wish I could say it's something out of a movie, but our uh, our world is about to get a much, much more crazier than that. Let me read a little bit of this article, then I'll get back into the news blitz for you guys. Uh, this comes from... Uh, uh, Brock Simmons of the Gateway Pundit, they put this up April 15th, says Antifa terrorists in Portland are panicking as one of their own has supposedly turned against them, ratting out criminal behavior to the police. After Tuesday's night torching of the police union headquarters building, one of the rioters, Alma Raven Guido, has been arrested and charged with arson, riot, and criminal mischief. If you can believe it, pro-Antifa district attorney Mike Schmidt is actually holding her to the charges. Turns out, one of their own ratted her out to police, and this isn't the first time the person has snitched. Interesting. Interesting. Right here. Uh, I tried to get this up before coming onto the air, uh, but state to require COVID vaccination for those attending Burning Man 2021. And I got my own uh, spiritual thoughts on that, you know. Burning Man, the vaccine, genetic modification. We go out there and say it, transhumanism, right? The thought that when using technology, science, and engineering, that they can create a better man. Like I said, we have crossed the Rubicon. This is crazy. Check this out. Uh, Real-life Breaking Bad, high school teacher and coach gunned down in shootout while allegedly trying to rob the Mexican drug cartel. That's crazy. Listen to this. It says a popular high school teacher and coach from Union County, North Carolina, was killed in a shootout on April 8th while he and his brother-in-law were attempting to rob a Mexican drug cartel, authorities said. So I I lost my page. Uh, This guy lost his life. Oof. Jeez. A teacher and a coach working with the cartel. Y'all got the cartel all the way out there in North Carolina. That's crazy. That's crazy. That shows you how much influence these guys have. Uh, Again, some of the footage that's coming out from the border just shows you that uh, we are unfortunately in a... We are in for a a, a tumultuous future. Uh, Let me get into this one real quick and then we'll continue on. Jerry Nadler unveils the Democrats' plan to pack the Supreme Court, claims we're not packing it, we're unpacking it. More of that inversionist nonsense. More of the 1984 inverted logic. Uh, They're packing the court so that no Republican can ever be elected again. We are truly seeing uh, the subversion of the West and the absorption of America into these globalist policies. This is crazy right here. Look at this. Look at this one. Uh, Boston Dynamics' his robot dog tested in war training exercise. I wish this thing had a uh, had the built-in file reader like uh, my mobile iOS has. Uh, but this is the French. This is the these are French soldiers training with a Boston Dynamic dog, and I tell you, it's crazy, it's creepy, it's wild. Uh, right here, very crazy. 97% of Earth's land no longer ecologically intact, a study finds. Says ecologists and environmental acti- uh, advocates on Thursday called for swift action to reintroduce species into the wild. 
is scientists at the University of Cambridge in England found that 97% of the planet no longer qualifies as ecologically intact. That scares the bejeepers out of me because you're saying that we, we, we literally only have 3% of our original ecology. This is where the climate change activists come in. It is going to be very, very crazy uh, moving forward. Let me do like two more of these and then I'll get into the show for you guys. Sorry. I think it's important to do the news blitz because uh, it, it, it shows just how many different things are going on at the same time and how little time we have to really comprehend a lot of it. Uh, giant armed robots loom over the streets of Donetsk. BLM threatens legal action against one of their own activists after calling the probe into their finances. That's right. Patrice Colors has been called out. She's got all kinds of houses all over the world. Or all over the country. She used her reparations patri- uh, 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 protest money to purchase these houses. It's crazy. Uh, but I tell you what, it's actually very interesting, all of that. I'll, I'll save that for later on. Uh, but right here, brutal arrest left 73 year old mentally ill woman with a broken arm and a dislocated shoulder. There's a lawsuit pending. I hate that this thing like, doesn't show any of the articles I pull up. That's, that's, that's frustrating because I was definitely doing a thing with you guys, and unfortunately, I can't. Uh, but let's go ahead and start getting into the show for you guys. That was too much of a rant. Too much time was taken up. Uh, again, I am sorry for rambling with you guys. Uh, we're going to have a different show. We really are because we don't have the Instagram show or the Instagram page and articles and videos and things like that to pull up real quick. Uh, so we're going to be we're, we're, we're primarily going to be using Instagram or, or, or Telegram. Uh, and as I said before, a combination of Telegram and uh, fan base. So let's go ahead and start pulling up some of that stuff for you guys. And we will kick this pig. Uh, let's get up over here on fan base and pull it up for you. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I almost didn't want to do the show today because of all the the hiccups, but that's me just being lazy. Here is the quick clip for you guys, and then we will continue on uh, shortly after. This is DARPA working on a COVID vaccine implantable microchip that's able to detect a virus. So they're literally saying they want to inject you with microchips uh, to detect the virus. It's no longer conspiracy theory. We're here now. Dr. Hepburn showed us a few current projects. Some sound like they're from an episode of Star Trek. Consider a ship like the USS Theodore Roosevelt, hobbled last year when 1,271 crew members tested positive for the coronavirus. What if everyone on board had their health monitored with this subdermal implant, now in late-stage testing? It's not some dreaded government microchip to track your every move but a tissue-like gel engineered to continuously test your blood. It's a sensor. This tiny green thing in there? That tiny green thing in there, you put it underneath your skin, and what that tells you is that there are chemical reactions going on inside the body, and that signal means you're going to have symptoms tomorrow. Wow. There's an actual transmitter in that? Yeah, it's like a check engine light. Check this sailor out before he... It's like a check engine light. That's right. Sailors would get the signal, then self-administer a blood draw and test themselves on site. Look at that. We can have that information in three to five minutes. As you truncate that time, as you diagnose and treat, 
What you do is you stop the infection in its tracks. Dr. You, you Hepburn so, huh? showed us a few current projects. You think so, huh? Uh, what they're doing is trying to get ownership of your body. Very, very interesting. It's like a, like they said, it's like a check engine light. And just like that, you become a product of the state. You put it underneath your skin. And what it tells you is that there's a chemical reaction going on inside the body. The Pentagon's Defense Advanced Research Project Agency is working on a COVID vaccine that will work on all variants and has developed an implantable microchip that it says will continuously monitor the human body for signs of the virus. Retired Colonel Matthew Hepburn, an Army infectious disease physician heading up DARPA's response to the pandemic, appeared on 60 Minutes to demonstrate the technology, which you guys saw right there. Holding up a vial of green tissue-like gel, which contains a chip, Hepburn proclaimed that, quote, you put it underneath your skin, and what that tells you is that there are chemical reactions going, inso- going on inside the body, and that signal means you are going to have symptoms tomorrow. Quote, it's like a check engine light, Hepburn added, noting that those with the chip would, quote, get the signal, then self-administer a blood draw, and then test themselves on site. So there it is. There it is, the introduction of the microchip. How wonderful, how grand is that, that they are about to just roll it out, let you know, hey, we're giving you the chip, you're taking that chip, that we are somehow going to work our way into your body. How disturbing is that, man? How creepy is that? How creepy is it that we have now entered a time frame to where it's apparently okay uh, to just inject... uh, microchips inside of you like if we were to talk about this at any other point in time right people would freak out because it 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 truly is abnormal uh do not do not get this confused this is abnormal trying to put a chip in somebody like like it like it's crazy it truly is crazy uh like i said a couple years ago this would be considered a conspiracy theory but here we are now in the technocracy and they're forcibly trying to turn us into the transhumans and the sad part is, is because stuff is moving at lightning speed, this doesn't get the type of de- attention it deserves. It's just window dressing of all the other clown world crap that we're dealing with right now. Oh, no, we're just going to put chips inside your body. Don't worry about that. That's okay. You know, like, again, I just can't help but find the, the, the deletion of the page so synchronistic with all the other crazy crap they're rolling out with. Uh, and that's why, again, I'm glad that we don't have to be the lightning rod, so to speak, because other people need to step up. And, and, and deal with some of this, man, because it is intense. But let me pull up for you guys real quick this quick clip. And I say quick because it's like 22 seconds long of, uh, of, of them saying in St. Vincent that they are only going to uh, evacuate people who have received the vaccine. Now, to me, that screams danger, Will Robinson, danger, danger, uh, because you're, you're, you're saying, again, the segregation of society that only a select few people will have access to all the amenities uh, that society provides. Uh, But let's play that quick clip, and then we'll continue on for you guys. 
Nearly 20,000 people are out of their homes on the Caribbean island of St. Vincent. After the first volcanic eruption there in more than 40 years, the volcano sent a thick cloud of smoke 20,000 feet into the sky, spewing ash for miles. Cruise ships are evacuating people from the island, but only those vaccinated against COVID. Only those vaccinated are able to evacuate a a island as it begins to implode. So as there's a volcanic eruption going off, <laughs> only the vaccinated are, are, are the ones allowed to escape. Does it get any more clear than that? Let me pull up for you guys real quick. The prime minister actually saying the very same thing. And the sad part is, is you can see the tears running down this man's eyes as he says this. And I'll, and, I'll, and I'll cut it off right after that uh, because I just want to get it on record. You can hear that this guy is actually somewhat sympathetic to all the people that he knows he's going to have to leave behind who didn't get the vaccine. That's how you know this is population control. That's how you know this is an agenda. And that's how you know this is run by people. Uh, just, just, just watch. Just watch. Um, the chief medical officer would be identifying the persons who are already vaccinated so that we can get them on the on the, the ship. You see there's a ship in the harbor. No. Good. And um, we the ships don't have enough personnel at the moment to keep people on the ships. But they have enough personnel to transport persons to these destinations. But Simone Kiza Beach tells me that what she wants to do is to, the chief medical officer, is that those who are vaccinated, she can get them going there on the vessel, those on the ships, those who to go to particular destinations if they choose to this is a voluntary business and the they would those who are, are not yet vaccinated but who would be vaccinated you wouldn't want to send them immediately after vaccination you don't want to hold them keep them for a day or two because if you some persons upon vaccination you know they develop a, an itch a, a little wooziness in the head you know how that is yeah you know how that is those adverse reactions yeah you, you you know but everybody that's already been vaccinated the people whose you know dna that we already have they can get on the ship we already have your medical records uh but for the people that don't have it not so much not so much. Not so much. I'll pull up real quick for you guys another quick and yet disturbing clip. Uh, again, encapsulating the time frame that we are at, that they are trying to get you to take the shot and that you will not be a, a part of mainstream society without doing so. Here is Jen Circleback Saki, our White House press secretary, uh, talking about looking for creative ways to indoctrinate white conservative communities. They mentioned things like NASCAR and country music TV. 
They're trying to figure out, hey, shucks, uh, why don't we, wh- why do white conservatives resist the vaccine? Let's listen. Investing $3 billion to states and community-based organizations to th- strengthen vaccine confidence in the highest risk and hardest hit communities. And often people uh, think of that as just black and brown communities, and that is not. As you've noted, that is also conservative communities, white evangelicals. It's a range of communities around the country. What we found to be most effective is to work with these local organizations. So faith-based organizations, community health organizations, civic leaders, and others can really get this message deeply uh, in communities. We've also had a number of our um, members of our COVID team from Dr. Fauci and uh, and Dr. Collins uh, participate, as an example, participate in a range of meeting interviews. You know, an example is Dr. Collins participated in the 700 Club. Dr. Nunez-Smith hosted a Faith Leaders Roundtable. Uh, we're also looking for, we've run PSAs on the deadliest catch. We're engaged with NASCAR and country music TV. We're looking for a range of creative ways to get directly connected to white conservative communities. We won't always be the best messengers, but we're still trying to meet people where they are, but also empower local organizations. Yeah, we're, we're trying to figure out how we can propagandize you uh, to take the vaccine. That's that's all this is. What you just heard was circle back Saki literally talk about trying to figure out ways to uh, indoctrinate the public. How do we indoctrinate those people to take our shot? I know, shucks, I know. What's this newfound fangled technology called social media? All the hip kids are doing it. All the all the people are doing the social medias these days. Hey, maybe if we got one of them there social media influencers to uh, 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 tell folks to take the vaccine, maybe we could do that. Shucks. We actually have somebody that is a social media influencer talking about how uh, somebody out there is paying folks to take the shot. Let's listen. ...to debate or anything, but I've just seen, obviously, the vaccine tab and teach their own. If you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine to each your own. But I did just want to make a little note that I've received two vaccine campaigns paying thousands of dollars to go and get a vaccine or go and get the vaccine and record it and take a selfie while getting the vaccine. Just going to put that out there. Hey, y'all think I got him? Do, do, do you think I got that reach out? Because we used to we used to work with brands. We used to work with businesses and stuff like that. We used to run promos and stuff on the page. Do you think, I mean, they had USA Today uh, fact check us, right? Run stories on us. You think they reached out to us and said, hey, uh, will you propagandize your audience for a couple bucks? Shucks, I couldn't even tell you because I don't got the page. My DMs, they're not open. Uh, but there you have it. There you have it. Sellouts, right? What she's basically saying is you got to watch out for those sellouts. And how many people do you think in the truther community are going to begin to sell out? You've already seen it over there. I, I, I talked about it the other day at lunch, man. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I've, got, uh, I've got close friends, personal friends. People that know me, that listen to the show, that think this is some old conspiracy shit, what we do over here, uh, taking cute and trendy pictures of their CDC vaccination passports uh, and their injection site. Like it's, it's like it's trendy. And so just like that, boom, we've crossed the Rubicon. It's become trendy to sterilize. It's, it's become trendy to turn yourself into an experiment, right? And, and, and again, we're not going to see any of this. We're not going to see any of the side effects right up off the bat. 
Nope. I'll tell you, we're not. We're going to see it in a couple years, right? That's whenever we're going to begin to see even worse uh, adverse effects take place. Not right now first, though. No, no, no. No, no, no. And, 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 and what are we already figuring out? What are we already learning, right? The vaccine doesn't work. <laughs> it's like people, people went and got the vaccine anyway, right? They're telling you, hey, you're going to have to keep your mask on anyway. That doesn't help you. Nice try. And, 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 and they're surprised. It's like the vaccine doesn't help you. The mask didn't help you. Everything these people have prescribed has literally uh, caused us harm. And you expected it to be beneficial. You've got to understand what these people are preaching to you. It's not about health. It's not about fitness. It's not about nutrition. Otherwise, they would have told you, go get some sunlight, you stinking jabroni. Drink some more water, you lazy bum. No, what this is, is control. And like I said beforehand, yeah, the vaccine will be free because the treatments won't be. First, you've got to get your first shot, and then you've got to get an annual shot because you've got to get your booster shots. So, yeah, no, we're not going to see the effects of this right off the bat. Unless we're talking about effects such as this, and what I mean by this is this new uh, development Right here, the FDA and the CDC has halted Johnson & Johnson vaccine to review their rare blood clot cases. Okay, so outside of having Bell's palsy, decreased lung functionality, shucks, some folks are having seizures, brain aneurysms, and cardiac arrest, <laughs> you could also suffer rare blood clot cases. This is very interesting. Let's take a gander at this. This comes from Nima Harris over there at News Punch. They put this up April 13th. And what do you think I'm going to read? Hmm. It says the U.S. health authorities have halted the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Huh. Maybe my, it, it might be all these, 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 these adverse reactions, all these adverse side effects we keep hearing so much about. Uh, they halted the vaccine rollout after six weeks, or after six women developed rare and severe types of blood clots. The Food and Drug Administration said that the six cases had been reported and it was acting out of an abundance of caution. All six cases were women in the age between 18 and 48 with symptoms appearing 6 to 13 days after vaccination. In a joint statement, the FDA and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention said they were, quote, reviewing data involving six reported U.S. cases of a rare and severe type of blood clot in individuals receiving the J&J jab. BBC reports that the Johnson & Johnson said it was also delaying its vaccine rollout in Europe. The U.S. move follows similar rare cases in AstraZeneca vaccine, which has prompted some curb in its use. The U.S. has by far the most confirmed cases of COVID-19, more than 31 million, 13, uh, numerology, 31 million, with more than 562,000 deaths and another world high. Uh, the picture of the virus in the U.S. is complicated, though with some areas in the north seeing surges in infections, the south less, and with the figures not always reflecting inoculation numbers. Yes, because people are not reporting some things. You've got to know that they're messing with the numbers. We found a lot of that out uh, last year. Getting back into the article, it said the Johnson & Johnson jab was approved in the U.S. on the 27th of February, and its use has been more limited so far than the Pfizer and BioNTech and Moderna doses. Nevertheless, the government had hoped for hundreds and hundreds of vaccinations of the jab every week as a single shot 
and its storage at common refrigerator temperatures makes it easier to distribute. What's uh, very interesting too, I'm just going to go ahead and stop reading that right there. What's very interesting too is that we are finding, uh, we're, we're, we're finding out that the Marines here in America are not fans of the vaccine. That's right. We're finding out that uh, they're turning their back on the vaccine. Yeah, nearly half of all the U.S. Marines are turning their back on the vaccine because they're, 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 they're seeing what's going on. Uh, they don't want to be guinea pigs. They might be jarheads, but they don't want to be guinea pigs. And so very, very strange things taking place. Uh, and it's, 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 again, it's just so crazy, the mindset surrounding all this, uh, because you have some people who are literally getting the vaccine, and some people are saying they're changing. Like, we're, they're, like they're noticing a, a clear neurological difference and behavioral difference in the people that are getting the vaccine. Uh, and so that's kind of creepy. I won't lie. Uh, definitely kind of strange when you think about it and you put it in that light. Uh, that this vaccine is ineffective, but it's still changing people, and to a degree, it's engineering society at the same time. Uh, very, very interesting. A very, very crazy world we are, we are, we are, we are seeing our, ourselves move into. Uh, but moving along, this is something that we had talked about with an uh, audience member from the UK on the Crewcast earlier this week. Right here, you have Boris Johnson the Prime Minister of the UK, angering Brits after he has claimed that the lockdowns, not vaccinations, are reducing the COVID cases. So here's more of that 1984 Big Brother doublespeak, right? So the lockdowns didn't help. We realized that. The vaccines didn't help. Uh, but they're using this word association. One of these is reducing the COVID cases. Which one is it? Uh, we just want you to do both. We want you to get the vaccine and lock yourself down. We just want you to obey. And so they're, they're, they're purposely scrambling people's brains, and it's sending people into a tizzy. Uh, this comes from Truth Unmuted. They put this up April 13th. It says that Boris Johnson is facing heavy criticism after telling weary Brits that the reduction in COVID-19 cases and deaths was not due to the UK's massive vaccination program, but the restrictive lockdowns endured for months. Speaking Tuesday, the day after England's shops and pubs reopened as part of the second stage of the government's restriction loosening plan, Johnson said it is, quote, very, very important for everybody to understand that the reduction in these numbers, in hospitalizations, and in deaths and in infections has not been achieved by the vaccination program. Quote, people don't think, or people don't, I don't, I think, appreciate that it's the lockdowns that have been, we'll get this newsletter out of here. All these ads. Shucks, man, I tell you. We really got to get used to this type of stuff. Got to get used to ads again. That's a... That, that, anyway. Quote, people don't, I think, appreciate that it's the lockdowns that have been overwhelmingly important in delivering this improvement in the pandemic, Johnson said in the comments that stunned many on social media. He added that, the, that though the vaccination program, quote, has helped, the, quote, bulk of the work in reducing the disease has been done by the lockdowns. The Prime Minister soon came under fire from Brits of all political persuasions who accused him of minimizing the results of the vaccine rollout, which the government has repeatedly claimed would be the holy grail offering a way, quote, out of the pandemic. Yeah, I doubt that. I doubt that. 
It's not about getting out of the pandemic. There's no, the, 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 again, the idea is to not get us out of the pandemic. Right? They're not going to get us out of the pandemic. They have accrued so much power in such a short amount of time. They're not going to give it up. They know what they're doing. They revel in the power. They love the idea of being able to smother people, of, 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 of again, uh, putting people under. You see, again, uh, more of this 1984 Brave New, uh, 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 1984 George Orwell Brave New World type of mindset. This next article I have for you guys, again, exemplifies everything we've talked about and more over here on the show. It's, it's, it's just crazy. Again, because this is a scientific dictatorship. Pacifying the people, okay? Telling them to stay home. Giving them, giving them the universal welfare checks, right? Giving them the stimulus checks. Tell them to stay at home. Don't worry about society, right? Fostering Stockholm Syndrome, essentially. You see, don't worry. Don't work. We'll pay you. This is all, again, uh, the brave new world where you have Aldous Huxley saying, we will get people to enjoy their servitude. And that's exactly where we are. Check this out right here. Uh, poll, significant proportion of Brits say they have enjoyed the lockdown. This is Paul Joseph Watson over there at News. They put this up April 13th. They enjoyed the lockdowns. Oh, oh, I don't have to see people. Oh, I don't got to go outside. Oh, great. Everything can just come to me. Great. You have incentivized laziness. Let's get into this. It says a new poll by the Sunday Times finds that a, quote, significant proportion of Brits say they have enjoyed lockdown, with younger people more likely to say they like the COVID-19 restrictions. The survey, the survey gave respondents a range of answers to measure their like or dislike for the lockdown. Only 16% in total said they liked or strongly, locked, or strongly liked lockdown. The figures are even more alarming when it comes to young people. 20% of 18 to 24-year-olds say that they liked or strongly liked the lockdown, while 22% of uh, 25 to 34-year-olds said the same. An online poll even found that a majority of respondents say they enjoyed the lockdown. A separate opinion poll conducted last month by YouGov found that over half of Brits say they would miss, quote, many or, quote, some aspects of the lockdown. Uh, public opinion surveys also routinely found or routinely find vehement support for the lockdown in general, with large numbers believing that it hasn't been strict enough. Wow, that's crazy. This is that lockdown culture that we talked about last year, how this is set in the way, not necessarily for pandemic lockdowns, but for climate lockdowns, right? The lockdown culture. Oh, well, let's just shut everything off. Instead of, instead of us having like a day of rest, like what we should have for Sunday, right, where we just turn off everything, shut down commerce, take a moment to reflect on God, no, they're not going to do that. What, what, what they're going to do instead is have this, this, this pandemic climate lockdown, okay? And this is the type of stuff we're talking about. Stockholm Syndrome, getting people to love their servitude, right? But uh, in order for you to participate, you've got to have your vaccine. That travel pass, that vaccine passport. Let me get back into this. It says the figures are obviously deeply concerning in that they illustrate how compliant people have become in the face of the most authoritarian restrictions on freedom since World War II. 
However, pro-lockdown sentiment is also undeniably driven by the fact that the government has covered 80% of people's wages via a furlough scheme that has given many, many endless hours of free leisure time. Aldous Huxley's quote on how people would be trained to love their servitude seems particularly apt. Quote, a really efficient, and this is what Aldous Huxley said about totalitarian rule, he says, quote, a really efficient totalitarian state would be one in which the all-powerful executive of political bosses and their army of manager controls a population of slaves who do not have who, who do not have to be concerned because they love their servitude. Quote, the perfect dictatorship would also have the appearance of a democracy, but would basically be a prison without walls in which the prisoners would not even dream of escaping. It would essentially be a system of slavery where, through consumption and entertainment, the slaves would love their servitude, he also warned. Goes on to say that the UK is only destined to exit lockdown on June 20, 21st when all restrictions are supposed to be lifted. Although, given that the government has shifted the goalposts so many times, there is widespread skepticism about whether or not this target will be met. It won't be. Because Aldous Huxley was correct. They've got to get people to love their servitude, and that's where we are. This is that Stockholm Syndrome. It's getting people to come at their friends, come at their loved ones, because, well, they didn't take the shot. Right? Getting people to love their servitude. We would get through this if you just put your mask on. Getting people to love their indentured servitude. How dark is that? Because that's the plan, right? That's why they said a new normal. That's why they changed up everything, every chance they could. Since we're talking about the UK and these lockdowns, let's check this out. This clip I have for you guys is of the police breaking down the door, arresting a man for violating the COVID quarantine rules. Uh, and if you listen to our minicast, our crew cast earlier this week, uh, we actually had a gentleman from the UK who was familiar with this situation. I would recommend listening to it. Let's take a listen. And any of this, any of this, any of this, right? You are going to cause the criminal damage and everything we have kept within. Let them do it. Do it. And I'll tell you now, no, you're supposed to be here to protect us. Protect us. You're here to protect us. You are here to protect us. Are you standing on the oath? Are you standing on the oath? His name's not Where's Mark. Mark? Where's Mark? Step out of the way. No, no. Step out of the way. I want your badge now. I want your badge. Okay. Are you Where's your warrant? Where's your warrant? Hold on. Martin, you're under arrest for a breach of COVID no. regulations. You failed Matthew. to quarantine in a designated hotel no. when instructed to do so. No. You do not have to say anything that may harm your defence if you do not mention something which you later rely on. Anything you do say may be given an evidence. Do you understand? Are you standing onto your... Crazy. Crazy. And the sad part is, is that's not the end of the intensity uh, that we have there for you guys. He failed to quarantine, so they literally came to his house. They literally came to this man's house arrested him in front of his mom and detained him. And so I'm telling you, we are going to see a lot more, not necessarily of these types of arrests or, uh, uh, here, let me rephrase that. We're going to see a lot more of these type of arrests 
We really are. And the sad part is, is they're going to be uh, political arrests. COVID-19 is being used underneath the false pretext uh, to, to, to literally <laughs> wipe away your rights. So for people to say that they actually liked what was going on during the, the, the lockdowns, they don't know what they're talking about. That's the sad part. They don't know like what they're inviting. You're, 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 you're literally telling people, hey, I don't need rights. Hey, I don't need privacy. Like, we've, 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 we've taken this Machiavellian approach. Right. Let's don't worry about the rights of the many. Let's just worry about or, or the rights of the one. Let's worry about the rights of the many. COVID-19 will be used. C-19 will be used as a pretext uh, to round up political dissidents. So, yeah, no, he failed to quarantine. Therefore, they thought it was good for him to go get him. Uh, what about the protests that are taking place? And I mean that because uh, over the weekend at Grace Life Church, you had a fair. Let's see if I can get this up here for you guys. Uh, you had a Christian church tear down fences as a Canadian church was shuttered. The government sent in over 200 riot police. So we have various videos here for you guys. It's going to be a little bit of a doozy trying to get all these up here for you. Uh, but let me see if I can. I'll just try to play these real quick for you uh, in, in succession as we continue to talk about this. Uh, because you are for sure seeing a massive revival take place. People are seeing this, and they're fed up. They're tired of feeling like they, like, like, like they have no rights. They're tired of being trampled on, uh, and they're fighting back. You literally have uh, pastors going underground, having church services like this is, like this is biblical because of all of this that's going on. Uh, so here, look at this. Here's, here's some of the riot cops, right? Here's some now of the, the right. Troops are coming. All for a church. They have gas masks, so they're getting ready for uh, pepper spray. Need protection from churches. 200 cops Communists now. Communists and Nazis yeah. need to be protected from churches. They're on the wrong side. The police. So we're at close to, to 200 cops now. Um, gas masks, oh, they work for the visors and stuff, gas masks for gas, that the police are here to 200 cops and a helicopter, in uniform that she's 40 vehicles for one church. That's one video. Let's, let's listen to another. One video. Exactly. following orders, but they ended up in jail. Yeah. Yeah. The dust settled and it was kind of time to decide who was on the right side of the law. More this brown shirts coming. They still ended up in jail. On the wrong side, guys. And they're just doing their job, right? More Gestapo. Keep yep. bringing the Gestapo in. You know, fucking, what is that, a mobile gas chamber? Might as well Look be. this guy wearing a gas mask. Might as well be. There's, there's the second video. And it goes on and on. Here they are tearing down. Here they are tearing down the fence. That's right. Keep it calm. Heck yeah! Tear down that fence. Tear down that fence. Leave the fence alone! Leave the fence alone! Leave the fence alone! 
I don't like this video. We're switching. We're switching. riot police for this i don't see the terrorism here it is oh it's up oh, shucks there's the there's the cross So the Canadian police, the Canadian government thought it was a great idea to send in 200 riot cops for that. I can't let the people congregate. I can't let the people have faith. I've got to instill fear. One of the things I've been ranting and raving about with people here locally is we have become China. Whenever you literally have a tyrannical government telling people that you are not allowed to have a faith other than them, that you must worship them. This is what's going on in China. This is a very dangerous precedent where you are sending armed riot police to deal with church members? Of course, they're right to say the Gestapo. This is why we played it for you just last week. Of in Canada. Where 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 they're fighting back. There is a great revival taking place, my friends. Do not be worried, do not be afraid, do not be dismayed, for we are not given a spirit of fear. And yeah, it's going to be rough. It's going to be tumultuous. It's not going to be easy, but you know what? Here are our options. Capitulate. Bend the knee. We've got to fight back. Here's another pastor uh, boasting about having ushers that are armed, saying, quote, they'll shoot you because they're going to protect everybody. It might be inflammatory. It might be over the top. Uh, but this is what I wanted to point out in the previous episode. That's that the, the image of a modern-day Christian is, is, is getting reformed. We are not about to be like sissies. We are not about to be like hoity-toity, you know, picnic-type picnic folks. You know, we're not doing that type of stuff. What's happening in the body of Christ is, 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 it's crazy. It's crazy. It's incredible. It's what's necessary. We are seeing a, 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 we are seeing a revival take place. The Holy Spirit is showing his hand. Let's take a listen. Whipped him. Sorry. Just whipped him. Jesus wouldn't do that. Heck, he wouldn't. He whipped him. Turned over the money tables. You don't do this in my father's house. The zeal of my house has eaten me up. My father's son. He was a man. But the church, the church, the ecclesia, the government of God has been so neutered and so 
uh, turned effeminate, almost homosexual. I'm just telling you straight up, straight up. It, it's 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 ridiculous. Where are the men? You know, where 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 are the men? Where's the maleness? Where is the? You know, I will defend the children. I will protect the family. I, you know, my ushers at at my church, they all pack. I mean, they all pack. You know, you come to my place and you 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 think about starting something, you're dead. They'll they'll, they'll kill you. They'll shoot you because they'll protect. Every, they're they're going to protect everybody else. You try to pull something, you're dead. I said, listen, guys, if I'm up there preaching and there there somebody comes up running, make sure you get them. And just kill them. Just, just shoot them dead. It's so crazy because there's like peaceful music in the background, like peaceful church music. He's like, kill them. You know, they come up here, they start some stuff, just, you know, get them. Uh, very crazy because there's like super peaceful music going on in the background. Uh, but no, this is, a, this is a real mindset too. It really is. Uh, because you have them. We didn't play the clips for you guys, but you have cops walking inside of people's churches trying to shut them down. You have people fighting back. Now, I'm, I'm sure he's referring to, like, you know, criminals and stuff like that, people that are actually trying to stir stuff up. Uh, but again, valid points, bringing back that masculine aspect to Christianity. Uh, and I don't even say it's masculine. I think it's like the strength and the courage, the the, 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 the ump behind it. Uh, you, we have definitely become more of a lukewarm nation where we have embraced, you know, immorality, Nothing really matters, and that's not good. And so when we're just wishy-washy about stuff, we don't really put our foot down, we never stand up for anything, well, we're going to get trampled over time and time again. And so I think it's good that we're beginning to see this pushback uh, spiritually first, because culturally and socially, everybody's just saying, hey, go along to get along. But it's got to be hearts and minds. And whenever I see people like that literally fighting back, saying stuff like that, yeah, it's inflammatory. Yeah, it's kind of, it's a little bit over the top. But at the same time, it's needed because we need to wake up. These are not normal times. And it is producing even crazier people. And I think that's the lesson in and of itself, uh, that we are for sure seeing a massive revival take place. And it's both in the hearts. It's in the hearts, the minds and the souls and more. Uh, But here, let me play this. Let me let me get into this quick article for you guys. And then we'll take a quick break. Um, But right here, Canadian pastor leads his congregation from secret location after being locked up and church barricaded by government. Now, this is not something from uh, the China da- Chinese Daily Mail or the South, uh, South, South China Morning Post. This isn't something from China, right? It does come from End Times headlines. It is by Ricky Scaparo, but this is not China we're talking about. This is Canada. This is what, this is what COVID has, do- has done, that we are not allowed to come together, congregate in faith, have fellowship, Give glory to the God Almighty. No, we can't do that, but we can go to the liquor store. We can go to the big box stores. We can participate in commerce. But can we give uh, homage? Can we give tribute to our God in heaven? Let's get into this. They put this up April 14th. Like I said before, it's over there in Times Headlines by Ricky Scaparo. He says, what we, see, what we are seeing in Canada to the church may very well be a snapshot preview of what could be coming to America in the near future. The Canadian pastor James Coates of Grace Life Church, who was recently locked up and his church barricaded by the government, reportedly held services this weekend from an undisclosed location and published their services online, with faces blurred out of the picture. The pastor was heard on the video saying, quote, They can take our facility, 
but we'll just find another one. Moments later, it was followed by two men, who were only identified in the video as Joe and John, came forward to lead the congregation in a song. One of the men began saying, or began by saying, quote, Did you ever think you'd be part of the underground church? After worship, the pastor took, on the mi took to the microphone to deliver his sermon. It was then that he changed his message from the previous plan to preach from Psalm 56, but stated that he felt a nagging feeling that it wasn't the right psalm for the upcoming service. After the church was shut down, Pastor Coates said it was confirmation that he needed to change course. Quote, we need a psalm, a, uh, what does it say right here? We need a psalm more appropriate for an occasion like this. We need to hear a, a Jesus is Lord kind of sermon, he explained. That, le that led Coates to Psalm, second, or psalm 2, in which he says, quote, As we read Psalm 2, I want you to consider that we are seeing take, what we see taking place in this psalm, though it really describes something yet future to us, is, is, is a sense in which is taking place right now at the present. It's a very weird structured sentence. Uh, he then went on to read Psalm 2, which says, Why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, quote, Let us burst these bonds apart and cast away their cord from us. He who sits in heaven laughs. The Lord holds their derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, quote, As for me, I have set my kingdom king in Zion, my holy hill. I will tell of the decree. The Lord said to me, quote, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage, and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron, and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, O kings, be wise. Be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear, and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the sun, lest he be angry, and perish in the way, for his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. The pastor named the sermon a, quote, vain thing, and after explaining the context of Psalm 2, went on to discuss Psalm 2 parallel today in various ways. He said, quote, Governments all over the world are counseling together in a unified effort to oppress the people they govern. Quote, In that context, those who are faithful, those who follow Christ and confess that Jesus is Lord, are going to be the ones they have to silence and get out of the way because everyone else is going to fall in line. Quote, it's going to be the Lord's people who stand and herald, as, herald him as king and call the governments to submit to him as king and to govern in accord with the very word that will judge them on the judgment day. Even as we think about our own government, we have called them to their duty. Unmistakably, we have directed them to their duty. They know that they are going to be judged in accord with the word of God, that the word of God is going to be the standard with which they are assessed and evaluated, and they still continue to per persevere in their obstinacy. Obstancy. This is defiance. Yes, even pastors are waking up to the tyranny. Even pastors are beginning to fight back. And like I said before getting into that article with you guys, it's all about the hearts and minds. And if we're having to have underground fellowship in order to communicate, where do we go from here? Why, again, why do they shut down the churches, the bars, uh, the restaurants? the schools? Why do they shut down all of these things at the start of the pandemic and force us online? Because where were the revolutions plotted? Inside of churches, inside of bars, inside of schools, inside of all the places they told us not to go. Because that's where the fellowship takes place. That's where we're able to have real conversations. These are the branch COVIDians. 
and they're trying to convert us. We've got to understand the times and read the signs of the times in order to fight back. But we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about the spring of chaos. As people are waking up to the C-19 PSYOP, they're trying to keep us, again, it's the same playbook. It really is, bro. That's the sad part. And as a black man, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm honestly offended. I was talking about this at lunch, and I'll tell you guys when we come back. Uh, but the, 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 with, the, with the shooting of DeWante Wright, bro, with Dante Wright and, you know, George Floyd, Michael Brown, uh, Ahmaud Aubrey, all these people, dude, I hate it because they are literally sacrificing black folks and, they're get, and, 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 and we are rightfully getting upset. Uh, we're going to be talking about the shooting of Duante Wright on the other side. We'll be mentioning the trial of Derek Chauvin and all the other crazy things that come with it as well. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. state of war and you have precious little time to save yourself is a slow process which we call active measures the first stage being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. The next stage is destabilization. What matters is essentials. Economy, foreign relations, defense systems. The next stage is crisis with a violent change of power, structure and economy, period of normalization. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C. We will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfilled or not. Time bomb is ticking, but every second 
the disaster is coming closer and closer. The danger is real. In a world where secret powers are in play, where nothing is as it seems, one brand of clothing gives Crusaders of Truth a voice. One brand in the fight against terror, deceit, and destruction. We are not merchants of fear. We are not a parody of free thinkers. It was almost like they ignored it because they wanted it to happen. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat. This season, get ready to awaken the masses. Forget the politicians. Politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. Forbidden clothes. Because if you know, you know. Do you know? <laughs> Did you know that we're back? Because we are. <laughs> we're back in the second segment. Talk about the spring of chaos. I wanted to choose Summer of Rage, but we're not there yet. But that was me just jumping the gun, getting excited. Uh, no, we're in the spring of chaos. Yeah, no, things are getting destabilized. We'll make our way to the Summer of Rage. We just got to get through the spring of chaos first. <laughs> you know, I think uh, during this whole great revival, the great awakening, the great reset, this paradigm shift, the socioeconomic reformation, the social cultural reformation, the fourth industrial revolution, whatever whatever label you want to put on it, whatever spin you want to put on it, there is going to be a lot of good stuff and a lot of bad stuff that's taking place. That changing of the guard, right? In the third segment, I'll be talking about the rise of the rainbow children, uh, the rise of neo-pronouns neo like fairies, vampires, uh, princesses, and, and stuff like that. Rise of the rainbow kids. Well, let's, let's, let's stick with this first. Uh, this is the same old playbook, right? Last year, they did the same thing. They locked us down in our houses. They showed us uh, George Floyd literally getting choked out. We find out that he wasn't choked out. He was high off of fentanyl. He's screaming, carrying on all kinds. Uh, and then he, you know, he takes like essentially 10 minutes. We didn't play the clip for you guys. We can't play it for you because it's not on our Instagram page because we don't have an Instagram page. Uh, but this is the same playbook they did last year, right? They locked us down. They traumatized us and scared us with uh, COVID. And then they showed us protests. They said, well, you can't go outside, but you can't protest. It was this red light, green light nonsense. And they're doing the very same thing uh, this time around as well, this year around as well. This is more of that social engineering, more of that COVID-1984 nonsense. And because of it, right, because people are already dealing with the reeling effects of COVID-19 and everything that took place last year, they're already predisposed to be pretty upset about a lot of stuff. People, people are pretty fed up by everything that's going on uh, right now. And I can't blame them. And so this was all done by design. Uh, let's see if we can go ahead and get this clip up here for you guys of the unfortunate accident, or the at least unfortunate incident, I don't want to call it an accident, uh, the incident with Dante Wright, his shooting. Uh, let's see if we can go ahead and pull this up for you real quick. I'll read the article, and then we'll, uh, we'll play the clip, and then we'll continue on. Uh, it's unfortunate that these things happen, man. It really is. 
Uh, and as I said before, going into the break, I'm a black man myself, bro. And I hate that I have the media. We're, we're, I'm not talking about Black Lives Matter. I'm talking about the media fanning the flames and literally just putting, putting our existence on trial like that. Again, with the whole Derek Chauvin trial where they're just trying to exacerbate race relations and, and stoke racial tensions and stuff like that. I, I really don't like the way a lot of this stuff is going, dude. It is very, very dangerous. Uh, but uh, let's let's get into this, and then we'll continue on. This is during a press conference on Monday afternoon. Officials in the Brooklyn Center released body footage of the fatal shooting of 20-year-old Dante Wright. The body camera shows police approaching Wright's vehicle and asking him to step out of the car. They attempt to handcuff him before he pulls away and gets back into the driver's seat. The officer, whose body camera footage was shown, pulls out a gun while shouting, quote, Taser. After firing the gun, the officer says, holy, I just shot him. Let's take a listen, and then uh, we'll continue on from there. Unfortunately, the BCA normally is a present here during these types of conferences. Um, but what I've understood is the releasing of video this early in a situation is not something that they condone. They leave it up to me to do that. And as I decided to do that, they're not part of this conversation. They're not part of this press conference at this time. Why did you decide to do this? I felt the community needed to know what happened. They needed to see it. I needed to be transparent. And I want to be forthright. I do respect to... Dante as well. It's because they knew. Uh, they, they know with the Chauvin trial going on right now, they did not want any of the smoke uh, that came with that, but that's very unfortunate. It seems like as soon as uh, it, it seems like he was shot after she screamed taser and then she just kept pumping rounds into him and he probably drove off until uh, he couldn't anymore. And this is, this is sad. Uh, this is a dangerous job, dude. You know, and if you guys go look at the footage, uh, Homie literally tries to resist arrest. He throws himself back into his car. Uh, they thought they were playing games, and he threw himself into a car. They tried to shoot him with a taser. They grabbed the nine instead and lit him up with bullets. And he, like I said, probably drove off until uh, he couldn't anymore. This is very unfortunate. Uh, this is very, very unfortunate. And so you have people rioting. You have people. Uh, really, really stepping stuff up. Uh, let me see if I can try to find that quick article here for you guys. We posted it in our Telegram channel, but they actually released the information of that officer. Yeah, right here. Um, they released the information of that officer, and in doing so, people like began to surround her house. Yeah. Uh, Ex-Brooklyn Center police officer Kim Potter to be charged with manslaughter in connection uh, to the DeWante Wright fatal shooting. And then when you go look into it a little bit more, another article from Gateway Pundit, 
they say that far-left goons have leaked the home address of the Brooklyn Center officer, Kim Porter. She, they released it online. And now they have police erecting a fence around her, around her house. So she got fired for killing Dante. She got charged. She got removed as a police officer. She got charged for the shooting, right? And she basically got thrown, thrown to the wolves. And in that time frame, uh, somebody was able to figure out where she lived and leak her information online. And so you have the police basically scrambling, trying to get a hold of this of this lady to keep her alive. And so you're, you're going to have people screaming, oh, white supremacy. You're going to have people uh, uh, screaming all kinds of stuff trying to hunt this person down. And it is getting crazy out there. I'm going to see if I play for you guys real quick a quick clip of a pro of a protester saying he's going to do exactly what 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 I just talked to you about. He's going to find out where you live. He's going to release that address and then he's going to come hunt you down and he's going to kill you and your family. This is again some of the vitriolic rhetoric we're hearing out there in the streets, bro. So this is in response uh to 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 again Dante Wright to uh, George Floyd to the 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 so-called ep- to the to what's happening right now? Let's let's take a listen. Your boss, Mississippi County District Attorney Michael Freeman, on 5202. We make his ass move, and we gonna make y'all move too. So I need everybody to go to Brooklyn Center, please. Um, um, page the website. You go through the officers that are on duty. You pull up their hand, and then you find their name. Then you put it into Facebook and you put it into Instagram. Then you start taking screenshots of their family and who they are. And then what happens is, hey, bro, he, your, your, your dad just killed my face when he said that. Look at his face when he said that. No, no, that's the reality. We're gonna start getting their badges. You start doing pull ups to their house. You let them know. I see you. Give them a little wink. They're not gonna understand until they start getting popped too. And no, that's the reality. And their kids, You're supposed and their to do it biblical. Y'all will kill somebody in your own hood. You kill your brother before you kill him. Start getting shot and George Zimmerman's still and walking around, and Roddy Rich said I put a hundred thousand on him, and he still ain't dead yet. Damn it. Y'all talking about grabbing bodies? You ain't grabbing shit if you ain't grab one of them. That's the reality. I know they don't like. So there you go. Uh, it is becoming an open season here in America with the chaos that's taking place. You got them leak. You got them saying, "Hey, we're going to come find you. We're going to come kill you." Okay, uh, you're not going to kill any more of us. We're going to kill you. This is insane, dude. I'll tell you, it is getting hot out here. It's getting wild, and it's all been done by design. Um, it really, it, it truly has been all done by design. The idea is to literally, uh, like this is this is a part of the whole defund the police movement as well, right? Getting people to give up in law enforcement, getting people to give up on, uh, basically on society, you know. And I'm not one to promote the cops, but I mean, you guys get what's going on. This is again, stoking race relations aiding to the civil unrest and to the destabilization again getting us used to this like shucks i didn't even i didn't even set this this proper this segment up proper uh let me read a quick headline for you guys and then i'll try to double back and, and and show you what i mean uh because again we talked about this just last week on the show getting people used to flash mobs revolutionaries uh, and brain chips 
Uh, but check this out right here. Former Minneapolis cop quit job just days before Derek Chauvin trial, fearing riots will hit the city no matter what verdict is handed down. Yeah. If Minneapolis or if Minnesota had the death penalty and Chauvin got it, people in Minneapolis are still going to riot. They're still going to burn the city down. Uh, this is an article by Dave, Dave Urbanski. They put this up April 12th, and he's right. He's right because we know we, we, we know that regardless of the outcome, we are going to see chaos and destabilization. We are going to see civil unrest. Uh, I really, I'm going to play that clip here for you guys of them shooting like shotgun rubber bullets into protesters uh, because of everything that's going on. But like I said before, getting into that article or just reading you that, that quick headline, let me pull up for you this article that we went over just last week uh, on the show by Robert Wheeler of The Organic Prepper, uh, but it's been reposted over there at Activist Post. Are you prepared for a, quote, new normal of flash mobs, revolutionaries, and a lower standard of living? We literally talked about this with you guys last week. And what did we see over the weekend? And what are we seeing now? The fourth day of, uh, uh, of protests, the 20-odd-something days of, of the Chauvin trial, like they're getting us used to, again, civil unrest. But this is, again, part of the, the, the COVID-19 Great Reset. Well, heck, yeah, people aren't going to go back to work. They're expecting their government handout check. And if they're not getting their money, right, they're not getting their, their stimulus check, their credits, well, what else are they doing? They're burning stuff down so they can get more money. You've got to understand this is a, 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 a whole plan, dude. And getting rid of the cops is the main thing. Because they're supposed to be that, that, that thin blue line. They erode that, that line. Right, they get rid of the middle. It's the state against the people. These people are supposed to be like the arbiters, right? The, the the mediators in between. They get rid of the cops. There's no more of that. Let me read a little bit of this just to like re re refresh your guys' mind. It's a very very uh, well written article. I would definitely recommend you guys go to go read it. I'll put it in the in, in the description bar below. Uh, but it says the protests and the riots that engulfed the United States just before the election seem to have calmed down. Very interesting. Uh, however, you only need to turn on the news to see the random protests and mob street action are popping up all across the country. Sometimes the targets of the mob attacks as the police. Sometimes they involve competing militias, the Antifa versus the Proud Boys, etc. And sometimes they are organized mob violence against innocent bystanders. We're seeing a lot of that take place uh, even today. All of them. It seems like the quote, new normal everyone keeps talking about is pretty violent. And then it goes on to talk about how Portland has become a battleground uh, between Antifa and the Proud Boys and how Portland is not the only city where these flash mobs are taking place. This is, again, what's happening all around the nation. Okay, It goes on to talk about how in Rochester, New York, there was a mob of Black Lives Matter protesters that stormed Wegmans, a, 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 a grocery store, locking 100 customers inside, keeping them for at least an hour. This is this is the beginning of this, okay? And this next article that I I, I I probably will have to do a future show on. It talks about revolution, flash mobs, and brain chips, a grim vision of the future. It it, it, it talks about uh, the future strategic context of essentially civil unrest. And so, if you guys listen to the minicast I did earlier this week, uh, the crewcast we did, where we had Jensen from the UK talking about getting discouraged, seeing all these things that are taking place. I had mentioned this, right? The partitioning of society, the fracturing of civilization that's taking place, and this is it. 
Uh, and this is this is how it starts is with these flash mobs, with these protests, with these revolutionaries, because we're not building anything. OK, we're not investing anything. We're not creating a future. We're about to go to war. And we're seeing it resurrect itself here. And they're using uh, the takedown of the uh, of the police system as the, 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 the catalyst to do so. That's what I'm saying. This is more that lawlessness where they break law and order. That's why this is a very this is such a dangerous game that these people are playing uh, that 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 the outcome of this is going to be very volatile. Like we're already seeing some of the fracturing taking place in society because of this. And it, it, it really does blow my mind um, because, again, we don't know where this is going to end. We really don't. We don't know what this type of behavior leads towards. We don't know, like, better yet, we <sighs> The sad part is, is we, is we do know. We know where this ends. We know where this type of behavior leads us. And, and if we don't begin to wrap our heads around, again, the dangers of this, we will become victims of it. Uh, let me pull up for you guys real quick. This protester yelling at an MSNBC reporter and telling him to get the F out. This is, again, just a window into what's going on out there. People have had it. They understand that the media misrepresents the situation, that sometimes they come there, and as I said before, they fan the flames of this division, stoking racial tensions and making things worse. Uh, and it's just not good. I mean, again, protesting, rioting, and all the stuff that they're doing is not good either, but it's it's... This is just a mess. To mistake a gun in a taser. Right. Are you going to stay ahead? What's the plan? I'm going to do what needs to be done. What's that? What do you just <laughs> be here for my people? Get the police exactly. down from our community. Fuck all you over long that takes. Be here for my people. Does anybody? Do any of you know Dante and the family very well at all? No. No. Does anybody? Get the fuck out! Don't give a fuck. Rachel. All right. You you heard all that. Some of it rational and yeah. obviously some of it very angry and passionate. Bottom line here is that these people are still out here in the street. They're not going anywhere. And the police have stopped firing tear gas. They are still behind that fence perimeter Fuck that's been police. built up. Fuck easy. Fuck the police. Fuck the police. Fuck the police. What do you want to see happen? What do I want to say? What do you want okay. to see happen? I want to see. All right. No, no, I got it. I got it. I want these bitch ass niggas okay, okay. to stop killing innocent black people. They want fucking peace. And then they get mad. We're just going to cut in because we have a responsibility in terms of the language. And I'm sorry to have to cut in on you there, Ron. But there's certain <laughs> things that we can broadcast and there's certain things. That we <laughs> yeah, it's getting wild out there. Uh, it's getting wild out there. Yep. <laughs> yeah people are getting lit dude uh again this is what happens whenever you shut down schools whenever you shut down clubs whenever you shut down ways for people to like let off stress and then you propagandize them and you radicalize them online this is what's bound to happen uh let me see if i can pull up for you guys real quick a quick clip of some more of these more of the destabilizing events that are happening there uh, very, very interesting footage is coming out because, again, it shows either A, people don't care about what's happening out there. B, you have uh, 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 agitators and rioters all over the place. Or C, you know, this is just this is just where we're at as we as we pass this demarcation line in history. 
Uh, but here is a quick video clip of protesters throwing objects at the National Guard as they pass by on their way to the Brooklyn Police, the Brooklyn Center Police Department. <laughs> Yep, that's only well, that's only one. Here's that intense clip I was telling you guys about of a uh, National Guard quote defending the Brooklyn Brooklyn Center Police Department against the BLM rioters. This is a very very intense clip. I recommend you guys go look at it on our Telegram page. Uh, you're literally going to see a National Guardsman run up to the security perimeter that they've put up and then just like fire a round of rubber bullets into the crowd. Uh, intense. Let's 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 watch and listen. And so these guys don't do protect and serve. That's that's the thing. These guys aren't here to protect and serve. That's not their credo. That's not their motto. Right. When you guys go look at the footage, what you'll see is you'll see them through. They, they threw two to three bottles, four bottles. They threw objects over the perimeter, over the security fence that they had. And then you saw two National Guardsmen come up uh, with weapons drawn using the chain link fence as like a holster for their gun, only for them to fire at the actual protesters. And so, dude, I'm telling you, this is so crazy. This is this is crazy. Uh, this is civil warfare type stuff that we're talking about here and it, and, it, and it's only going to get worse it really is uh, and I probably won't play this clip for you guys but this is rioters in Minnesota's demanding that white people act as human shields during an attack on the police station so they're trying to basically take the police station right they're trying to take the police station and they're telling white people get in front we need you as a human shield so they're yelling at pro they're, they're yelling at reporters they're throwing, they're throwing crap at the National Guard. They're using uh, white folks as, as human shields. It's getting crazy out there. This is, And they're only on the fourth day of the protests out there. And so whenever they wrote this article, whenever Robert Reeler wrote that article uh, talking about flash mobs, revolutionaries, and things like this, he's not that far off. When they said that this is as good as it's going to get and we're quickly going down the rat hole, this is the type of crap that they're talking about, man, because this is very dangerous. And so when they say, oh, you know, uh, uh, don't worry about this. Don't think about this. You've got to ask. You, you, you've really got to think about what they're saying. They're basically leaving us to the wolves, stoking these, uh, stoking these fires, exacerbating the issue. So, yeah, no, we have a very, very tumultuous future ahead of us. Uh, and God only knows where this is going to take us. But here, let me pull up for you guys real quick this article that explains, uh, again, it encapsulates the time frame that we're in. It explains it perfectly. Only stores left untouched in Minneapolis area after the riots, the only stores that were left untouched were guarded by armed civilians. So despite calls to a violent revolution by looters, they did not appear interested in confrontation with the determined shopkeepers. This is an article written by Gabriel Keane of National File, uh, but the folks over there at Planet Free Will reposted it. And it says on Tuesday night, a second round of on Tuesday night, a second round of riots and looting took place in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, 
which is not that far from the crime-ridden city of Minneapolis. Footage of Dollar Tree and other storefronts being burglarized in an act of civil protest against racial injustice circulated online, and gunshots were routinely heard in the distance. A few stores in Brooklyn Center were left unmolested, however. Uh, unmolested, however, businesses guarded out front by armed civilians. Despite calls to violent revolution by looters, they did not appear interested in a confrontation with determined shopkeepers. As National File previously reported, many businesses were also ransacked during Sunday night's riots. goes on to say that the situation in Minneapolis area has continued to deteriorate since, deteriorate since riots began late Sunday afternoon. Multiple videos of rioting, looting, and general mayhem have spread across social media sparked by a police officer shooting a man after he discovered to be subject of an arrest warrant during a traffic stop and then attempted to flee police. Several area businesses in Minneapolis nearby Brooklyn Center were trashed and looted after, after the police left a man wanted for arrest dead and his female passenger in the hospital due to wounds sustained in the brief car chase. Stores looted include a Walmart, CVS, Foot Locker, Little Caesars, and what appears to be several businesses. After several hours of sustained violence, police officially acknowledged the riot and began employing crowd control measures, including tear gas and flashbangs, to disperse the throngs of rioters. That's what they're saying deterred it, is the flashbangs and the smoke and the tear gas. Uh, but, you know, that's, 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 this is such a crazy situation, and it's not enough. And the crazier part about this is we're going to begin to see even more of this, right? I, the, the, the sad part is, is I took part in some of this uh, myself over here in New Mexico. Uh, involunt I, I would say voluntary or involuntary security, but this is something you do. Whenever businesses board up some of these windows, man, and you get the call, sometimes you're kind of activated to go out there and go patrol the area and help run security. Uh, and it's a real thing. And, you know, you, this is, this is where we're going. Uh, this is not uncommon, you know, and this isn't like a racial thing. Uh, people understand that once people kind of get started, unless they have like a deterrent and that's what sometimes firearms are, is there a deterrent? Uh, they, they won't carry on. And so this is crazy, man. I'm just telling you, and it's only going to get more and more intense as time goes on, right? One of the things I wanted to talk about in the news blitz earlier at the start of the show uh, is how uh, is 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 how inflation is taking place, right? How shortages are beginning to take place, and how that too will also affect uh, the socioeconomic landscape that we're in, right? Right now, everything's good. People are still getting their stimulus checks. They got their Trump bucks, their Biden bucks. Everything's kosher. But what happens whenever gas goes through the roof? What happens whenever basic necessities that we took for granted go through the roof because of the shortages? The socioeconomic devastation that COVID brought is going to affect the landscape we found ourselves in. I'm telling you. And so with all this happening, with all these structural things taking place, all these changes in society happening, former President Barack Obama said that it is time to Reimagine policing in America. This is an article by Nima Harris. They reposted it over there in News Punch. They put this up April 14th. And before I get into this, uh, we're already beginning to see the reimagining of policing. I played for you guys during the break uh, the Social Justice Warriors clip. That's a form of policing, right? 
and I talked about it too at the start of this. The minute they get a, the minute they get rid of these police, that's when you're going to have the social justice warriors, the Care Bears, the Obey Big Brothers. I should play for you this quick clip of 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 of, of cops forcibly uh, inoculating a child with special needs. So yeah, no, is is it the police's job to detain a child with special needs just for them to inoculate them? Is it the police's job? Uh, to or, or is it social workers' jobs to go to tense situations uh, with people and talk them down off of cliffs? I'm not sure. But this is the narrative that's happening while we see so much chaos taking place. This is why they're, 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 they're lowering the threshold for what is considered criminal. That's why the protests are somewhat peaceful, mostly peaceful, and they're allowed to take place. Uh, it's, again, this re, this this. redefining of law and order. Uh, But here, let's get into this. It says Barack Obama and his wife Michelle Obama both declared that it was, quote, time to reimagine policing in America or in the U.S. on Tuesday. Quote, our hearts are heavy over yet another shooting of a black man, Dante Wright, at the hands of of police. The Obamas declared in a statement describing the shooting as proof of just, quote, how badly we need to reimagine policing and public safety in this country. Quote, Michelle and I grieve alongside the Wright family for their loss, Obama said. Quote, we empathize with the, we, we empathize with the plight that black mothers, fathers, and children are feeling after yet another senseless tragedy. Let me, let me pause right there. I have to pause it because it makes me think of how last year, when we were talking about Patrice Colors, she said that no, she for, she for sure does engage in black magic. And that how every time a, a black man dies, they engage in what I call techno sorcery, where they take the image of that individual and then they use it. It's like techno sorcery or techno necromancy, uh, where they use this image of this dead person uh, to, 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 to drum up society, right? It's like what they did to George Floyd. They don't care whether or not he was on fentanyl. They don't care whether or not other black folks called him because he was getting crazy. They have the ability to control this narrative and incite such rage uh, and confusion in people that, 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 that they come under the will of the caster. And so this is kind of what I'm reading the same way uh, with Barack Obama. They're politicizing the death of Delonte Wright uh, as a chance for them to not only defund the police. This is what Rashida Tlaib said earlier this week, that it's time to defund the police, to abolish policing. But at the same time, get control of the very force that is there to stop them from doing things. So this is very crazy. This is a very, very tricky time frame. Uh, this is where, again, you're going to have that, that, that civilian climate core, right? Where you have to, again, reimagine uh, uh, police, policing and public safety. Well, didn't I play for you guys in the previous segment of a man uh, that failed to quarantine? So he was a, he was a threat uh, to the public. So they forced, they kicked down his door and detained him. This is the type of wording that leads to that reality. Let's get back into this, and I'll uh, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, close out this segment for you guys. Breitbart.com reports that the Obamas acknowledged this shooting took place during the trial of the, quote, heart-wrenching murder of George Floyd and called for a full investigation. Quote, we will continue to work with all fair-minded Americans to confront historical inequities and bring about nationwide changes that are so long overdue, they said. Barack Obama also voiced support for reimagining policing in June 2020 in reaction to the protests after the death of George Floyd. 
he said that the shooting incidents were the results of structural problems in the United States. Quote, They're the result of a long history of slavery and Jim Crow and redlining and institutionalized racism that too often have been the plague, the original sin, of our society, he said during an online conversation on the issue. Let me play for you guys real quick, too. Uh, this, is, uh, this is Biden's U.N. ambassador basically saying the same thing, uh, that America sucks, <laughs> you know, uh, that white supremacy is weaved into our founding documents and principles. And the reason I've, I've got to trip out on this, too, is last week I told you guys to, to, to watch that Harrison Bergeron movie from, the 1990, from 1995 and how it was set in, like, in 2081. And in that movie, it talks about the second American revolution and how they had to get rid of the old constitution because how it says uh, in, in our constitution that all men are created equal, right? In this new constitution for this new America that they're trying to create, it says this, and, and, they, and they mention this in that movie, Harrison Bergeron, that all men are not created equal. And we're seeing that happen right now. So just like an animal farm where they say all animals are equal, some are just more equal, we're seeing that type of narrative take place. And this is what this person means uh, when they make these type, of, th- th- these type of statements. Linda Thomas-Greenfield on Wednesday thre- uh, trashed the U.S. on the world stage. Let's take a listen. Immediately re-engage with the Human Rights Council and have announced our intention to see election to that body so that we can advance our most cherished democratic values around the globe. Of course, when we raise issues of equity and justice at the global scale, we have to approach them with humility. We have to acknowledge that we are an imperfect union and have been since the beginning. And every day we strive to make ourselves more perfect and more just. In a diverse country like ours, that means committing to do the work. It means learning and understanding more about each other. It means engaging trailblazing groups like yours to teach, to grow, to include, to improve. It means not forgetting our past or ignoring our present, but keeping both firmly in mind as we push for a better future. I tried to do this recently in the UN General Assembly when I spoke on the International Day for the Elimination of Racial Discrimination. That day and commemoration was personal for me. So I told the UN some personal stories. I told them how my great-grandmother, Mary Thomas, born in 1865, was the child of a slave just three generations back from me. I grew up in the segregated South, I was bused to a segregated school. On weekends, the Klan burned crosses on lawns in our neighborhood. I shared these stories and others to acknowledge on the international stage that I have personally experienced one of America's greatest imperfections. I've seen for myself how the original sin of slavery weaved white supremacy into our founding documents and principles. But I also shared these stories to offer up an insight, a simple truth I've learned over the years. Racism is not the problem of the person who experiences it. Those of us who experience racism cannot and should not internalize it, despite the impact it can have on our everyday lives. Never do. Racism is the problem of the racist. And it is the problem of the society that produces the racist. 
And in today's world, that's every society. In America, that, that takes many forms. It's the white supremacy that led to the senseless killing of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Amon Aubrey, and so many other black Americans. It's the spike in hate crimes over the past three years against Latino Americans, Sikh, Muslim Americans, Jewish Americans, and immigrants. And it's the bullying, discrimination, brutality, and violence that Asian Americans face every day, especially since the outbreak of COVID-19. That's why the Biden administration had, has made racial equity a top priority across the entire government. And I'm making it a real focus of my tenure at the U.S. mission to the United Nations. But when I say we okay. immediately. Yeah, so I'm a I'm, couple things to say there. Um, I was talking the other day, too, uh, with my soon-to-be wife about how my little baby girl is going to be fifth-generation free slave. Fifth-generation free. I am fourth-generation free. American, here. Yeah. Uh, if you get, Just historical fact for you, uh, but you definitely don't see me talking more so about um, racism. I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm in a globalist aspect or internationalist aspect like that. I'm an American, and I see all this crazy crap going on, and I see that it's not just like black folks who are subjected to this, that it's also white folks, it's Asian folks, it's Hispanic folks, it's Mexican folks, Italian folks, it's Asian, like it's, it's, it's everybody. Um, and that's why on the show and on the page, we've never really focused on race. Uh, yes, it's real. I'm not saying I'm colorblind, I'm color conscious, right? Uh, but just, just, just an interesting factoid. I myself am fourth generation free, and that my child will be fifth generation free. Uh, but the very interesting fact about that, too, is that you see them revolutionizing what slavery looks like. What we talked about in the previous segment with Aldous Huxley uh, and how they will get people to love their servitude. So while we might not be in chains, right, on ships, we are all in this together and they are trying to give me a vaccine passport. Uh, so, so very interesting. Nonetheless, uh, a couple of things I want to point out for you guys and then we'll take this quick break. I think it's very interesting because she's saying that policing is tied to white supremacy, and that's kind of you know true and not true. Uh, if you look at the if you look at the roots of police officers, they used to be basically plantation uh, uh, plantation sheriffs. Essentially, uh, they were the people that were overseeing folks on plantations, and if slaves ran away, they would be the ones that would go back and catch them. So, you know, there is there is some truth to that. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is we're seeing a radical shift take place uh, to where instead of policing, we'll have community enforcers. So it'll, it'll still be the same thing. You'll just be policed by people uh, of your own kind, if that makes sense. Uh, though, and we're already seeing that, but you get what I mean. This is, again, more of that socioeconomic and sociopolitical and sociocultural reformation that's taking place. It's part of the Great Reset as well. Uh, they've got to do away with these institutions that protect people so that the government can give people their rights. Uh, final thing, and then I'll, I'll, I'll take this quick break. If you guys want to watch something that somewhat to a degree kind of depicts the time period uh, that, that uh, the U.N. ambassador was just talking about, go watch that TV show, Them, on Amazon Prime. It's kind of like set in the 1950s, uh, that time period where you get to see some of the racism, the segregation and the breaking down of cultural walls and things like that. And you can see how that was the case back then and apply that to where we're at now. We had a brief moment of reprieve 
uh, and the things that they're teaching kids these days with critical race theory and all this other stuff, dude, is they're reviving racism. Again, I'm not saying that I'm color uh, colorblind. I'm trying to say I'm color conscious. I see all this stuff, and they are definitely summoning a beast. Uh, and again, this is what Patrice Colors, one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter, says that she's doing. So very, very interesting. This is the spring of chaos. We know they're trying to spring us forward into a summer of rage. God only knows where this is going to go. But speaking of going anywhere, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about some of the other things that are taking place, man, like the politically correct population control that's happening, uh, right? You have Australians mulling the idea to have an ID to access Fedbook, Twitter, and Tinder. You've got uh, Republicans introducing a bill to defund the United Nations Population Control Program, as well as a very lengthy article, which I'll put in the description bar below, on how global warming alarmism is being used to promote population control. That's right. As well as the rise of the rainbow children on the other side. We have a very, very uh, interesting third segment planned for you good people. We'll be talking about this and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. in this world that remind us of how fragile we are. We thought we were safe. We thought it could never happen to us. Then life like a fog descends upon us, blanketing our memories. Through the haze, we travel its hidden paths, lost in its secret places. And when the storm, turbulent and immovable, forces us to shelter, we remember. It calls to us, calls us back. Back to the ports and the harbors of our past. We fight the currents that pull and drag us off course, not a light or star to chart the way. And when we arrive, we don't always know it at first, the places we once loved guised by time. Then we see it, the place we've been trying to get back to. Safe at last, we've found our way home.
segment yeah you know i hope you have enjoyed this version of the show man you know i was uh you know i gotta ask the question since we just got done having that segment why does hollywood love slave movies why does hollywood love giving black folks their identity why do we love letting other mother uh letting other people tell us who we are like i i don't know i just thought about that like in between the break i was like yo like i was just thinking why does it seem like we are always letting other people tell us who we are? That is a darn shame. How come we never discover? I feel like the path of discovering who you are is such like a su- 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 such a beautiful story, right? That's probably why they have human libraries where you sit down and you talk to people about their life journey, how they got there. Because I swear, man, something's wrong over here in America. We just love being programmed, right? We don't call them TV shows. We call it, we don't call them programs. We call them TV shows, right? So I don't I don't know. That just that just popped in my head. <laughs> Hollywood loves slave movies, and it loves telling people who they are. And uh, because we don't go through that journey of not only self discovery, uh, but also at the same time learning our legacy, learning our heritage, learning where we come from. Well, we just eat that stuff up, man. We mop it up. Like there's oil on the like 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 there's like oil on the on the plate still that we got a little bit of bread so we're just trying to you know mop up the mop up the oil on the plate with the bread we just love letting somebody else tell us who we are it's horrible it's horrible it really is that's because we 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 fall into these traps of uh, of being labeled it's like you hear me saying it all the time I'm not anti-mask I'm pro-face. So it's 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 all about labels. It's all about wording. It's all about knowledge. You got to learn this stuff, man. You have to learn these things uh, because life moves by us quite fast. Uh, but like I was saying beforehand, I hope you guys have enjoyed this switch up of a show uh because it was it's been wild, right? We lost our page. Uh we're 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 on new platforms. We're basically jumping in between one platform, Telegram, uh, and actually going to web pages, and it's just it's it's been a wild ride trying to do all this. So I, I hope that you guys, you the audience, uh, have definitely appreciated what we are doing. And like I said, I I, I kind of struggled for a bit. I definitely didn't want to come up and come do all this because steering this ship is pretty difficult. Uh, but that's the selfishness, man. You know, I have to do these things, and I and I don't and I don't mean that like in a adversarial way or like a like a in a drudgeful way. Like, oh shucks, I have to do this. It's like no, we we've we've got to do this the same way we set the standard over there. It's the same way we're we're setting the standard over here. Uh, so I really do hope that you guys have appreciated the show. Again, I want to give a shout out to our exclusive members, our Patreon members. Shout out to you guys uh, for, for, for keeping us on the air. And that's real because we are going to be changing up a couple things on how we move forward. And it's our exclusive members, our Patreon members. It's also going to be the people who subscribe to us over on Fanbase. Uh, they, they keep this this battleship, or at least this dinghy. We've got to add a few more 
additions onto the ship, uh, but it's it's these people who are supporting this. And so I, I, I really don't take the time to really say, like, thank you guys or support us, but it really does come in handy. Uh, you guys' kind words, people joining us from all over the world, people sending us, like, emails, not DMs, because we don't have an Instagram. you got to send us emails now. Freedoms at, freedomsfaction at gmail.com. Noiseera at gmail.com. Thefreedomfaction at proton, protonmail.com. Um, and I'm serious, because we are going to have to change up everything we are doing in order to continue doing it. And so it's a blessing. It, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a massive undertaking. Uh, but yeah, no, I have to do this. I have to. And speaking of a reason to do things, check this out, my good friends. Let me go ahead and start this segment off. Directing humanity. Uh, I had briefly talked about this earlier this week on the show. Another reason why we had switched to fan base this right here, Australians are mulling the, I, mulling the idea for using their IDs to access Fedbook Twitter and Tinder. It says the Australian government is mulling a proposal which would require citizens to provide at least two forms of identifications if they want to use social media under the guise of battling online bullying and more easily report users to authority. Two forms of identification just to say Biden sucks? I don't want to do it. Uh, this is another reason why I'm comfortable with moving to a lesser-known platform like Fanbase and getting dug in over there for the next couple of years. I would rather get verified over there and have my blue check mark over there instead of having a blue check mark on Twitter, uh, being verified on Tinder, and messing around on Fedbook. And I'm serious because these are some of the main people that sell your data to third-party advertisers, man. This is why they, they know what you're thinking. You heard us talk about this as well earlier this week on the show uh, because of this type of stuff. And so it, imagine using a dummy profile, an alias profile, and then that going under because, well, you don't have your two forms of identification. So, yeah, no, fan base doesn't require you to have two forms of identification. It's not tracking you. It's not going to send you a whole bunch of ads and stuff. Uh, and yes, it may not have all the bells and whistles which we have become accustomed to to Instagram, but it doesn't come with this. This is Orwellian. Let me continue on. Again, this comes from Truth uh, from Zero Hedge, but they reposted it over there at Truth Unmuted. Uh, getting back into it, it says, Under the guise of preventing online bullying, the Morrison government's plan would require 100 points of identification in order to use Twitter, Fedbook, Instagram, and online dating platforms such as Tinder, according to news.com.au. And so, again, what's, what's very interesting about this is I had the theory in the future uh, that they would require you to have Fedbook, have a social media, right? And that would be your ticket uh, to getting your, 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 your stimulus check, to getting your universal basic income. Like, you, like, that's a part of the social credit score system, that you're on the social media and you've been verified as <clears throat> excuse me, as following all the guidelines, receiving your uh, up-to-date shots, your up-to-date vaccination shots, uh, right, as being as compliant as you can, that's whenever you're, you're rewarded your, your, your credits. Uh, to me, I feel like this is the introduction of that, where they are requiring just your identification, verifying who you are online. This is more of this technocracy and more of the scientific dictatorship. Let me get back into this. To satisfy the 100 points requirement, citizens would need to combine Category 1 methods of identification, a birth certificate, a passport, 
or citizenship papers uh, with Category 2 IDs, a valid government-issued license, a public employee photo, or a doctor's note, right? Uh, this more comes from news.com.au. It says, quote, The recommendation, which has been raised before, is one of 88 recommendations from parliamentary committee report, or from a parliamentary committee report, looking at family, domestic, and sexual violence. Quote, in order to open or maintain an existing social media account, customers should be required by law to identify themselves to a platform using 100 points of identification. In the same way, a per- as a person must provide ident- identification for a mobile phone account or to buy a mobile SIM card, the report suggests. It goes on to say the social media platforms, quote, must provide those identifying details when requested by the, safe- by the e-safety commissioner, law enforcement, or as directed by the in other news, Australia has an e-safety commissioner. <laughs> we, 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 we didn't know that. It says that as the report notes, the idea requirement would mean social media giants have even more information on their users. Normal people, as expected, are expressing disbelief on the new proposal. Here are some of the quotes. Some people are asking, are we turning into North Korea? This is Orwellian. One, one user wrote on Twitter after reading the recommendation. Uh, another said, quote, I'm a social media manager, and I honestly don't get enough out of social media just to, to justify giving them access to my ID. Emily Van Der Nagal is a lecturer at Monash University in Melbourne. She wrote her Ph.D. thesis on the value of social media anonymity and the pseudonymity and said of the recommendation, quote, don't do this. This next person, PR Guy 17, says that Soviet Scott, hashtag Soviet Scott, trending, as Australians respond to radical authoritarian measures proposed by the Morrison government to limit access to social media. Yes, so unless you bend the knee, right, and, uh, and show your fealty to the technocracy, you will not have access to the system. And so vaccine passports, IDs to use social media, this is the technocracy. You see? This is what happens when, again, you have a runaway government that's seeking incalculable amounts of control and trying to tell you again how to live your life what to do how to how, how it's, it's weird because you would think art imitates life and that's what social media should have been is art imitating life now life is imitating art you're not a real person you didn't verify yourself on social media how crazy is that that just casually these are the days that we've slipped into that you now basically have to, again, bend the knee, showing, in fact, that you are who you are. What happened to privacy? That was one of the requirements of how they verified you over on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Fedbook, is that you would send, like, your ID. And I also thought that was kind of weird, you know, because it's, again, more information, more and more data. uh, And these guys always have leaks, left and right. And I'm just like, dude... This is all the more reason why we need to get away from these mainstream social media platforms. We need to figure out what we're doing uh, and use these mainstream media, social media platforms as, 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 as essentially like recruiting places to get people off of them. This is the greatest migration, and it's because of stuff like this. And you guys heard me talk about various other platforms from Discord to Parler uh, and other places as to why I chose Fanbase and how even Fanbase is just going to be like the base, <laughs> the base of operations because we're going to be making some changes outside of that as well, uh, structurally, but moving on 
with directing humanity, with the politically correct population control. Uh, check this out. Republicans introduced bill to defund the United Nations population control program. An article by Micaiah Bilder of LifeNews.com. They put this up April 14th. And I think this is a good thing. Now, I know earlier in the show, we had talked about how 97% of Earth's original ecology is not available. That makes me think a little bit differently when reading this. Makes me think, well, shucks, uh, maybe we should have fewer people. But that also might be the plan, right? Uh, is to show how humans are negatively affecting the Earth and to, again, engage in that anti-human, pro-Earth agenda to where humans are the problem and that through science and technology, we can make a better human that reduces uh, that, 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 that reduces their greenhouse gas emissions. But this is a very, very crazy thought process uh, because we are in the days of population control. And the fact that this is just out there in the open, that the United Nations has a population control program, it's crazy. Did you know that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation for Population Control, that that was their original name? And that they had to change their name? To the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation because that's what they were originally focused on is reproductive health care. And then they, 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 they graduated into looking into vaccines. And we see how well that's been working out. Let's look into this real quick. It says Republican lawmakers introduced a pro-life bill Tuesday to ban taxpayer funding to, to a United Nations agency linked to forced abortions in China. National Review reports that U.S. Representative Chip Roy a uh, Texas Republican is the lead sponsor of the No Taxpayer Funding for the United Nations Population Fund Act. Uh, about 40 other House Republicans joined him in supporting the pro-life reg- legislation. The UN agency, referred to as the UNFPA, promotes abortions across the world and historically has received massive amounts of money from the U.S. It has also been linked to the Chinese Communist Party's official or oppressive population control measures, which include forced abortions, forced sterilizations, and limits on the number of children families can have. Quote, American taxpayers should never directly or indirectly support the taking of innocent human life through abortion or through the dehumanizing act of involuntary sterilization. And they certainly shouldn't be used to support the oppressive, American-hating Chinese Communist Party in any way whatsoever, Rob told the news outlet. In 2017, the Trump administration defunded the UNFPA, pointing to its connection to China's one-child policy and other oppressive population control measures. Yes, that's right. One-child policy has disrupted their demographic. One child, and it was like one child. It was only. It was. I think it was like boys too. It was like they had one child and they had a, a specific gender too, and the ratio is all off now. And so when we're talking about population control, force, force vaccinations, mandatory, uh, mandatory vaccinations, compulsory immunizations and things like this. Yes, because we have human rights and no, we should not let China lead the UN human rights council because look at how they treat their people. So when you have Joe Biden saying, Oh, well, those are cultural norms that they have slaves. It's cultural norms that they have forced abortions and forced sterilizations. And this is somebody you want to get cozy with? This is a very dangerous scenario. Let me get into this. Let me get back into this and I'll I'll switch up for you guys. It says, however, President Joe Biden reversed the decision during his first month in office. 
Then, last week, he introduced a budget plan that would include millions of tax dollars for the pro-abortion agency. Roy's bill would create a permanent ban on taxpayer-funded to the UNFPA. According to the report, it would prohibit the U.S. Department of State and other federal agencies from giving money to the pro-abortion agency, quote, directly or indirectly. Leading pro-life organizations support the legislation, including the Heritage Foundations, Students for Life, March for Life, Susan B. Anthony List, and the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. The report states, quote, The United States should support human rights, not fund international groups complicit in their violation, said Thomas McCluskey, president of March for Life Action, in response to the bill. So, yes, no, they are trying to stop. Wow, how crazy is it that we actually have politicians that would want to support and encourage human life? This is not anti-human, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to include it. Because it shows you that we are underneath an active population control agenda. Actively. Through sterilization, uh, through, through Bill Gates' COPSEC formula, right? Medical services and things of this nature. This is the plan. That's what the global health security agenda is as well, to get everybody on the same page so they can have not necessarily a boilerplate a boiler approach towards health, but also so that they can get a, a, a understanding as to, again, the, just the global health, to how people are. Uh, this is a very, very crazy thing. When you start talking about the global aspect, there is no boilerplate approach towards life and these megalomaniacs, technocrats, are trying to force their way into control. Uh, so yes, that's a good thing that you have Republicans introducing a bill to defund the United Nations Population Control Program. Now, understand that because of this, because we are in an active dehumanization and active depopulation campaign, that even though they may stop this approach, this angle, there are still other things that we have to look out for. And what I mean by this is this article that comes from Harbinger's Daily. It says how global warming alarmism is being used to promote population control and abortion. Now, we've talked about this over here on the show before. Uh, birth strikers is what they're called to a degree. Uh, people who were uh, on strike from having births because they want the climate to get fixed. Uh, we had videos on our Instagram TV of people that were basically in stress management groups uh, for things like eco-anxiety, right? It's a whole thing. You've got Greta Thunberg uh, abstaining from kids. You've also got people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez saying, you know, the world's going to end in 12 years. We, 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 we've all got to stop having people from having kids. Adoption is the way to go. Uh, there are articles on our website, factionsoffreedom.gymdo.com, where it talks about NBC News saying that having kids is bad for the earth. And so this is the world they're creating. This is that anti-human agenda. This is that, pop, that, that, that politically correct population control, right? Not having kids is good for everybody else. So last year when we were freaking out, or a couple of years ago when we were freaking out about, you know, the suicide spirit and all this other dark stuff that was coming out, and then it manifested into COVID, this is something we should be weary of when looking at, again, global warming alarmism. And I've talked about that. Uh, this is this is Extinction Rebellion. This is a legitimate talking point uh, to where people, to where this is happening. Uh, but here, let me get into this, and then we will continue on. Oh, crazy. 
It says, over the past three weeks, camp, uh, Campaign Life Coalition received tons of press as a result of the Canadian Conservatives Party's National Policy Convention. That's because LifeSlide's voter guide for convention delegates contributed to the defeat of the policy resolution by a 44, a 54% no uh, to 46% yes vote, which would have adopted as official conservative policy the, lang the following language. Quote, we recognize that climate change is real. The Conservative Party is willing to act. LifeSite's voter, uh, Life Voter's Guide instructed delegates to vote against the policy resolution, providing the following statement to explain our guidance. Quote, the science on man-made global warming theory is in dispute. Global warming is being used by global elites and the United Nations to advance population control through abortion sterilization. This is evident with the Paris Climate Agreement. A few supporters have contacted us for more information on the statement because they'd never heard of a connection between climate change politics and population control or abortion. The goal of this article is to explain the climate change forced slash population control connection so that all pro-lifers are aware that it exists. Knowing that the theory of man-made global warming is still in dispute by a great number of scientists can bolster the confidence of pro-lifers in confronting hysterical climate change predictions which are fueling demands for population control and justifying abortions in the minds of many. The problem with global warming alarmism is that humans are seen as the problem. Babies are viewed as little, quote, carbon footprint threats to the planet. The argument goes like this. The larger the human population, the greater our, quote, carbon footprint, and hence, the more we humans threaten the environment and planetary survival. The crazy narrative that the, quote, world will end in 12 years has been pushed for a couple of years now by Al Gore, leading U.S. Dem Democrat Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the United Nations, and many other world leaders and influencers. Believe it or not, the fear-mongering fear about man-made global warming has even led to a voluntary human extinction movement. Now, why is that so interesting? Why is the idea? Oh, wow, I didn't even pull it up. Why is the idea of voluntary human extinction movement so interesting? Because if we, I, I think I should just do this instead. I'll pull up the clip for you guys. I think I should pull up the clip of Prince Charles saying that if he were to die, he would want to come back as a deadly virus. He also says he advocated for what was it? Uh, voluntary family reduction. Yeah. So no doubt you literally have people saying, no, you need to kill yourself. It's for the good of the planet. So here is uh, Prince Charles talking about how if he were to die, he would want to come back. Prince Philip, sorry. Uh, Prince Philip saying that if he died, he'd want to come back as a virus. In the event that I am reincarnated, I would like to return as a deadly virus. What do you see as the biggest challenges in, in conservation? Yeah, the, the growing human population. In conservation. What do you see as the biggest challenges in, in conservation? Yeah, the, the growing human population. If where we are, there's nothing else. And do you have views about what should be done about that? Uh, well, it could be on a on a spectrum from mass sterilisation to no, no. Uh, to to uh, you know greater availability of contraception. I don't know. I don't know what your views are as to what can be done about it. Well, I think I think uh, it might be described as voluntary family limitation. 
Nazi collaborator and racist advocate of mass genocide, Prince Philip, a man who often expressed his desire to return as a Earth as a deadly virus, says that there's too many people on the Earth. Yep, so you... you voluntary family reduction. That's Prince Philip. That's the royal family. Voluntary family reduction. If you could just reduce your family here, that would be perfect for the Earth. Oh, it's the best way to conserve. If there were just less humans here, we would have a much more harmonious Earth. Insanity. So let's get back into this article where they are talking about voluntary human extinction. Yes, that's right. Something brought to us by Al Gore. Shucks, I guess I don't want to kill myself. I don't want the vaccine. I don't want to load my body up on all kinds of toxins. I want to live a while. I'm sorry that offends you. Let me get back into this. It says in 2009, just three years after Al Gore's 2006 documentary, An Inconvenient Truth, which promoted the global warming theory to a worldwide audience, the VIM, the Voluntary Human Extinction Movement Group, was established. VIM is an environmental movement that calls for people, or all, for all people, to abstain from reproduction in order to cause the gradual and voluntary extinction of humankind. So like incels and voluntary celibates. So we've got incels, we've got thems who are abstaining from reproduction, we've got all these people who were basically not using like the sexual energy that God gave them to procreate, uh, abstaining from reproduction and voluntarily killing themselves. This is this is this is more of again that suicide spirit. Thems uh, Vim uh, supports human extinction primarily because, in the group's view, it would prevent environmental degradation. On Vim's website, uh, the group explains that quote. Choosing to refrain from adding another of us greatly reduces our potential greenhouse gas emissions and claims that, quote, not creating one more of us saves 58.6 tons of CO2 per year. The human extinction movement explicitly promotes abortion and sterilization as solutions to the allegedly man-made climate crisis, saying that or stating that, quote, pregnancy should be prevented whenever possible. It promotes, quote, a prestigious award for humans who choose sterilization in order to save the planet. Another influential global warming, global warming alarmist is billionaire activist Bill Gates, who has rallied against, quote, overpopulation for many years, warning of, quote, ecological collapse that will be caused by human-produced carbon dioxide. In order to decrease CO2 levels to, quote, zero, which he claims is necessary to avoid environmental cat catastrophe, Gates has called for a population reduction through, quote, reproductive health services. We know that's a euphemism for, abor for abortion. And that's precisely what the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation for Population Control was involved in. Reproductive health services. It's very true. I know people don't want to talk about it. But watch a global warming slash population control, population control talk by Gates where he says that the world population can be reduced by 10 to 15% via reproductive health services amongst other Measures and then the article goes on to talk about the Paris climate, the Paris Climate Accord. Uh, is there scientific consensus that the main, the man-made global warming is real? How pro-lifers have an obligation to share the truth? It's definitely something I would recommend you guys go look at. Very well written article, very lengthy, uh, but again, it talks about the politically correct population control that they're doing and how they are rolling out the red carpet for Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. Again making sterilization seem cool, making population reduction seem cool. 
Okay, this is again that anti-human agenda, and they're using they're they're, they're using the guise of protecting the earth uh, as the vehicle to deliver these things. You see, that's why this is so dangerous, because they're 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 seeming as if they're altruistic, as if they really care. Like these are the uh, these these are as Pope Francis calls calls them guardians of inclusive capitalism. These are the new stewards of the new normal, right? These are the people that are going to tell us how to live. Very, very crazy. Voluntary family reduction. A voluntary human extinction movement. This is where we're at. This is, this is, these are the stewards of the new normal. Don't have kids, right? Kill yourself. You could do anything other than be regular, be normal, and, and, and give glory to God. If you want to be a satanic, degenerate piece of garbage, go ahead. If you want to worship the beast, go ahead. If you want to worship trees, do it. But how dare you give glory to the God or to, to, to God? How dare you remain the same? These are the people that want to tell you how to live. And there is no more evidence than this right here. This article I'd like to pull up here uh, for you guys. It talks about how they're controlling gas, heat, and stoves due to global uh, climate warming, right? Due to global warming, you have states and cities considering banning gas, heat, and stoves due to climate warming. An article that comes from Truth Unmuted by Jesse Smith. They put this up April 14th. And you know what? I'm going to read it. It's the same thing that happened earlier this week when you had ERCOT issuing another warning for some of these uh, uh, rolling blackouts that might take place. It's conserving of energy, resource management, population control, right? You having all these amenities is actually bad. We need to reduce your greenhouse gas emissions, your carbon footprint. You're one of those dirty humans. You don't need gas. You don't need heat. You don't need stoves. Let's protect the earth. Let me get into this. It says the technocrats at the top of the global food chain and their minions in federal, state, and local are attempting to regulate every area of life. Now they are actively pursuing bans on gas stoves and heating systems, believing that they are bad for the planet. The people who are attempting to, quote, reimagine and reset every aspect of life on the planet must be resisted. In the summer of 2019, the City Council of Berkeley, California, made a bold and unprecedented move. They banned natural gas hookups in most, build- in most new building construction. Councilwoman Kate Harrison, who sponsored the new ordinance, had been on a hunt for ways to reduce the city's carbon emissions. Quote, we looked at where our emissions were coming from and found that natural gas in buildings played a significant role, she says. For a whopping 37% of the city's total. Cars are another big source, but the city has no authority to regulate tailpipe emissions. But buildings, quote, this is an area we can tackle. Harrison says Berkeley's pioneering ordinance spurred a wave of similar efforts. Since 2019, more than 40 cities in California have passed similar measures. Proposals to ban gas hookups are now under consideration in Colorado, Washington State, and Massachusetts. Climate experts have long said that buildings, buildings old and new, will need to wean themselves off fossil fuels. Today, Buildings account for more than a quarter of U.S. greenhouse gas emissions, a number that will have to drop rapidly if the country hopes to hit the emissions reduction goal outlined in the Paris Agreement. But the growing movement to restrict natural gas hookups has also unleashed an aggressive campaign by the natural gas industry to preemptively ban the bans. (laughs) 
the American Gas Association, an industry trade group, vowed in an email statement to, quote, absolutely oppose any effort to ban natural gas or sideline our infrastructure anywhere the effort materializes. State, House, or City Hall steps. So far, six states, including Arizona, Kansas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Tennessee, and Utah, have passed legislation forbidding such bans. Similar legislation is being considered in 14 other states. Yeah, so Agenda 21, Agenda 2030. We've got to reduce your greenhouse gas emissions. We are trying to take over the planet. And if you have any semblance of freedom, any semblance of individuality, any sense of sovereignty, well, you might spread that. And like COVID, we can't let you spread. You see how that works? You see the type of world they're creating? Do you see what's taking place before our very eyes? And it all, and again, it's all under the guise of good. Like we're hoping they're doing this in the attempt to seem like they actually care. They're making it seem like this altruistic thing they're doing to help us, to take care of us, to uh, to lord over us. It's a good thing. Abdicate your individuality. Abdicate your sovereignty. You don't need to be a human. You don't need to be yourself. Just be this global citizen. Play this role we need from you. This is a very dangerous precedent, my friends. It truly is. And I wonder where it will take us. Directing humanity. You see, oh, and we're not done yet. Don't you worry. We are not done yet. This other article I'm going to be pulling up here for you guys. Uh, it talks about how in Texas there's a bill that will label parents getting sex change hormones and surgeries for their children as child abuse. Strike what? Heck yeah. We got another point for sanity. That's awesome. I'm glad to see that uh, because it shows you that this is, again, the wheelhouse we've entered into. And we've covered this transgender, the transhumanism aspect of all this stuff on the show time and time again. Uh, but we're finally beginning to see pushback because it is getting crazy. Uh, the same way that the, the human experimentation that's going on with COVID took place is the same way that you have people pushing back against this. They don't want people people don't want to have their kids experimented on heck yes this is child abuse putting a mask on your child is child abuse a fair amount of the things that are that are happening to kids right now i would consider i would consider them child abuse man because it is it's 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 out of control um it really truly is uh, but here, let me get into this article. This is by Cassandra Fairbanks. They put this up April 13th. Again, this says Texas bill will label parents getting sex change hormones and surgeries for their children as child abuse. You know, and I, and I always try to mention this. I tell this, I tell this to myself. I say I'm going to mention this on the show, uh, but I never do. The fact that people say uh, teaching your child Christianity, reading the Bible to them, like taking them to church, that's indoctrination, that's child abuse. Right. But, you know, and I'm looking at what's going on with this whole transgender movement and how they're just robbing kids of their future. I feel like that's child abuse as well, man. You know. That that's got to be. You see, uh, because, again, 
they're paving the way. This is I'll read this article and then I'll get into uh, the rise of the rainbow children. But they're they're paving the way for just destroying humanity, man. Uh, in, in in layman's terms, like there's that's that's the simplest way uh, to put it. But here, let me stop wasting so much time and get into this article with you guys. Again, this is Texas bill will label parents getting sex change hormones and surgeries for their children as child abuse. Uh, more of that common sense that we keep looking so much for. It says a new bill in Texas seeks to protect children from getting sex change procedures that they may regret later in life by criminalizing parents who do so. Yeah, because it's only the parents who were telling the kids to do this crap. Kids don't have the kids. Kids don't have that mindset. All right. Like this is literally somebody propagandizing their kid and, 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 and forcing an ideology onto them. And I, and again, I see how people could say that with, 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 um, with, 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 with religion, but it's, it's not the same, man. I don't feel like it's the same. This is something else. This is truly something else. Uh, but it says attaining these treatments for children would be considered child abuse under the legislation. The Texas Senate Committee of State Affairs held a hearing all over the bill on Monday. Quote, children are, not, are unable to give informed consent. This bill gives children a chance to get to adulthood with intact bodies. Republican Executive Committee member Jill Glover testified. SB 1646 would prohibit parents from administering or supplying or consenting to or assisting in the administrating or supplying of puberty suppression prescription drugs or cross-sex hormones to a child other than an intersex child for the purpose of gender transitioning or gender reassignment. Yeah, you know, one of the craziest things, I remember reading an article uh, from the Free Thought Project. They did a, a, a crazy article breaking down how kids as young as eight were receiving some of these, these, these cross sex hormones. And I, I about fall out dude, because that, that trips me out in and of itself that you have kids as young as eight being forcibly given some of these cross sex hormones. It says the bill if passed will also remove children from the care of people enabling or forcing hormone treatment and sex change surgeries. Quote, parents who break the proposed law would be in violation of the state's family code, which would trigger a child protective investigation, resulting in a possible removal of the child from their home, according to Perry's office. Doctors who perform sex change treatments would also be accused of child abuse, which would trigger a license investigation by the, te the Texas Medical Board. KVUE reports. This is a good thing. It may not seem like it, but I think this is a good thing. Uh, because I made this joke whenever I went to the to the ultrasound office that I think the physician got mad uh, that I didn't let him try to experiment on me. And I say that because this is the wheelhouse that we've entered into to where it's okay now uh, for human experimentation to take place. I mean, look at what's going on with COVID. And so, yes, no, there has to be some type of reproduction or, or, or some type of uh, repercussions that are taken if if these things occur. Like you're messing with kids' lives. And when you when you go when you want a rabbit hole trip to go down and you go look at the people who have recovered from some of these transgender surgeries, they they're they're filled with such hatred and such angst, not only against their parents but against themselves, that it's just a sad state of affairs, man. So let me hurry up and finish this article so, so I can get to the next one. 
I'm sorry to be rambling, uh, but it says the bill will characterize hormone replacement therapy and puberty blockers as child abuse. The left is on a rampage over the bill, carefully claiming in articles that the bill would deny health care for trans children, when in reality it would only force them to wait until they are adults to make life-altering decisions. The bill is one of many seeking to protect children from the controversial treatments across the nation. Last month, the Arkansas state legislature passed the first ever ban on transgender surgeries, puberty blockers, and hormone replacement therapy for minors. There are at least 17 other states considering similar laws. I think this is a good thing. I really do. I really think this is a good thing. And it might be considered bigoted, right? Homophobic to some degree as well. Uh, but I'm sorry. I don't think that we should be giving children hormone blockers I don't th- or, or puberty blockers and, and, and have them engaging in uh, hormone replacement therapy. I don't think we should do that. I think we should let them grow up. Uh, I, I, have, I have people here, uh, friends of mine, that, that, that I grew up with when I first came to New Mexico. Um, who, who's now a transgender. I actually have like three friends that have just switched gender out of nowhere. Now that I think about it, I have like three friends that have, that have switched gender. And yeah, they were kind of effeminate growing up, no doubt. Uh, but that was growing up. They made the switch whenever it was trendy. And I've talked about how one of my friends too, who made the switch, uh, how he actually went into the hospital and he tried to use being a transgender as like a defense because he said he didn't want to go into the hospital, but how when he had reached out to his transgender friends in the community, uh, no one was there. So they like literally helped him go through his whole transitional period. But whenever he was actually seeking help for being in that position, he got no support. So that's one friend. The other friend I know, uh, I think his girlfriend not necessarily radicalized him or or uh, dominated him or anything like that, but something happened with this new woman in his life uh, to where he just decided to become a, 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 a lady. And so this is these are grown people. Let them make their own decisions. They're they're capable of making their own decisions, making their own bed. Uh, but this isn't something that we should force on children. I feel like that literally should go without saying. And spiritually speaking, I have my own thoughts as to why all of that is taking place, why they would want to, you know, change, scramble the gender of children and things like this. Uh, but at the end of the day, it is child abuse, and it's not something that we should play around with. We're messing with kids' futures. You'll see. And so uh, for the final article that, 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 again, encapsulates everything I'm trying to explain to you guys, the politically correct population control, the fragmentation that's taking place, the rise of the rainbow children and more, uh, is this article right here. Are you ready for the rise of neo-pronouns? They can include fantasy characters such as vamps or your vamp self, your prin, your princess, or your princess self. You could be a fae. 